We're live. Another Freedom Friday. James, what's happening? Alan, ready to gangbang on the government like we always do? Always. Hello, it's everybody funny. out there in Rumble World, Facebook World, Foxhole World, Cloud Hub World, everywhere. We're, like, we're subscribe, share, wow. guys. It really helps us out. The algorithm hates us. Uh, the best way to beat that is for your for you guys to give us a little follow or subscribe, like, comment, do all that fun stuff. We appreciate it more than you guys know. Everybody that joins the chat every week, uh, you guys are a blast. Uh, it helps us out more than you guys realize. But Alan, it's been uh, we haven't had just the you and I in a while. It's been uh, pretty hectic for us over here. We've been having guest after guest after guest, and it's good to sit down just you and I and uh, do a little gang banging on the government. The Twitter world does not like. When you use the word gangbang no so um it's funny last night i had a little bout with um <clears throat> twitter uh leftists i guess you could call them they, they were going at me hard last night because i i don't did remember you tell, did you tell another woman to get in the, the kitchen and make you a sandwich is that what no, happened i don't say that anymore because that's what gets me that's what got me suspended on twitter uh twice for seven days and then Telling telling Jebba failed, failed attorney Jebba Jenna Ellis that she wishes she was sexually harassed. She had her attorneys get my Twitter account permanently suspended, but thank God I won that appeal. So I know I'm I have to do things tactfully and smart on Twitter. Otherwise, we hurt the wrong feelings. They get all butt hurt and they start coming after you. I was heavily reported last night, but I didn't do anything wrong. Um they were reporting me for using the word retard. And whether that word offends you or not, um, I really don't care because it's a word. It may be offensive. I don't give a shit. I'm going to use it. Um, and yes, I do have retards in my family, just so everybody knows. I was told um Me being one of them. Yes, you could not you could not use I was told I could not use that word. It was like using the N-word, and I should use things like cognitively disabled. And I'm like, well, no, that's stupid. So anyway, <clears throat> all these leftists were coming at me, and they were all they were all getting really pissed because apparently they were doing follow audits on me. One woman gets on and goes, "Oh my God, I can't believe that!" F and these are people: Ukraine flags, the blue hearts, vote blue no matter who. Her, hit her in the fucking pronouns. Pray, resist, pray for Black Lives Matter, and all this bullshit, and. One woman goes, I can't believe it. 44 people that fo follow me are following this guy, Alan Jacoby, 1776 on Twitter. And he's such a MAGA extremist piece of shit. And uh, I was laughing because then they were all doing it. And I love them. They're, they're so textbook. Then they would throw something out there and call me a MAGA fascist. Or oh, they started saying about how, you know, oh, my mommy must love me. And I don't care. I'm like, leave that fat bitch out of it. Yes, I called my mom a fat bitch on Twitter. And I love That's you, mom. That's nice, Alan. But like, literally, they were, they were so upset and butthurt that they, they were just not triggering me. And then all of them were just blocking me one by one. But they were all doing this audit. Like, oh, my God. I can't believe 44 people, 20 people, five people, they're not vetting who they're following. They're vetting this horrific MAGA hat wearing extremist because the MAGA hat is the new KKK hood, apparently. Yep. I got it sit right behind me. Don't worry. But it was just it was just hilarious. So that was last night. Well, I, and I saw I saw the post today that you posted. You, you literally said cognitively challenged. See, I didn't see retard. 
And I followed up with my favorite meme. Uh oh, <laughs> retard alert. Retard so alert. It's funny laugh. that you say that because I these two pads specifically. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm kind of retarded. My mother, she's an avid listener to avid listener of the show. God bless her. She's oh, great. God bless her, really? Avid listener. She listens to it on the way to work, on the way home. She's always listening to the show. What's wrong? Uh, my aunt, so my some of my aunts listen to the show. I know, I don't know what's wrong with them either. Uh, but some of my aunts listen to the show and my mother's like, James, she's like, you guys do such great work. You do such good commentary of what's going on, but like you keep saying the word retard and it's taking away from the things that you're saying. I'm like, absolutely not. Uh, I will not stop saying that word. And the reason, the reason being, the reason being, I have a specific reason as to why I use words like retard and faggot, because They've come after us in our speech so hard and tried to censor us every possible way that they can and say that we can't say this because of this, that, and the other, and we can't say this because of this, that, and the other, and we kept bending the knee, and 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 they we gave them an inch, and they took a mile. They just kept going and moving the goalposts back and back and back on things that we couldn't say or things that we couldn't do, and the only way that we're going to get that back is by saying and doing and saying those things that they don't want us to say and continuing to 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 disobey their woke ideology in this PC culture because it's 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 I'm sick and tired of it like it's enough is enough you know uh, you know if it was one or two things sure we can we can you know play that game but it, like every day it's something new that they're trying to say oh we can't say it or it's it's offensive or uh it's it's not right to say this and about goes, and then it goes back to they'll label it Again, and this is just, and it's not a whole big conversation I want to get tied up on, but the whole thing, premise of hate speech, there is no such thing as hate speech. All speech is covered under the First Amendment, but obviously you can't threaten violence against somebody and, and things like that. That is just, that's illegal to threaten violence or to threaten, you know, terroristic activities and things like that. Mm -hmm. But like, you can say bad things about religious people, about race or a, a certain race. Is it right? No. I'm not saying I condone it. I'm not saying that I, I I enjoy saying it. I'm not here dropping n bombs or anything like that. You have though. <laughs> I have, but not in the sense of. I know. Oh, I'm I want to say it. it, it it's it's an, like it's <clears throat> unacceptable, but you know, saying it it's it's a word. Yes, it's a derogatory word, but get over it. Like there are so many other things to be upset about in this world, in this society, in this country. Other well, than without a doubt, word like without without a doubt, and I do I do want to get into the the Jason Neely story, um, you know because yeah, we're, we're going to talk about so so going down that path. So so uh, J, so Jason Neely, the the George Floyd two point First of yeah. all, I don't give a fuck what his name is. Like I want to make that perfectly clear. Just like George Floyd, like I'm not going to refer to him as his name. I'm going to refer to him as the crazy, the crazy, mentally ill criminal. Yep. Uh, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, the mentally ill black criminal because he was black. He black, and f- on the subway. Okay, that's that's, that's how right. I'm gonna refer to him. But but, and am I am I hating on him because he's black? No, I'm just describing him. I'm just describing him. But he is a criminal. He is a whack job. And I, I, I want to get into all that. But but speaking of society and fucked up things. Before we get into like 
that guy and 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 the, the Biden crime family and stuff. We'll talk a little bit about the bank crisis and the border crisis and all this shit that's going on. There's a story that I saw today that really got me thinking about stuff that nobody's really talking about as far as protecting kids and 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 schools and things like that. So <clears throat> in Prince George County, Maryland, um I believe it was yesterday, the day before, two kids, predominantly black area, whatever. Suburb of D.C., correct? Suburb of D.C. Hey, listen, it's a shit area. Sorry for my voice. I'm actually not feeling that great. I have my my tea with honey in it. I'm, I'm going to drink it with my pinky in the air. I need a sip. Hold on. I have some breaking news to, while he's taking a sip. The reason why Alan doesn't feel good is because he's a CIA shill, and they forced him to get vaccinated. So that's why he doesn't feel good. He's double boosted, uh, <laughs> so he has to drink his lemon tea. Actually, it really wasn't a, it wasn't a vaccination. That's what they want to make it seem like, but it's just more microchips that they have to put in me. <laughs> it's all MK, MK Ultra. Well, you hear that you hear you hear what's happening in the UK. I don't want to get into this, but you hear what happened in the UK. Uh, one of the heads of Big Pharma out there got arrested for faking his vaccination status uh, and getting a shot of saline. And uh, there's a well, lot of big names on that list. But, uh, well, but before well, we get I, on a tangent, you continue about this right, this so kid. Two uh, two kids probably. I don't know. Actually, three kids. They can't be older than fourteen. Maybe younger. Look, maybe older, very young. Yeah. So they decided to hijack a Maryland school bus, getting on board with a gun, ski masks on, and they attempted um, to shoot to execute broad daylight on a school bus. Another teenager, about fourteen years old, broad daylight. And this is, we're talking about a school bus, middle school, right? Um, How old was the kid that they tried to execute? Middle school, maybe, maybe just entry to high school. Uh, 14, I believe. I believe he's either eighth grade or a freshman, one of the two. Yeah. So they were, um, depending on when he started school, they literally had a handgun. This is a picture of the kid with the handgun. He's literally, he's a handgun in his hand, in his right hand. And he's holding, he's literally wearing a Goosebumps hoodie sweatshirt. This is Darryl Stein out here, boys. This this is a kid, right, with a handgun on it. That is a school bus, not a public bus, a school bus. They walked onto the bus, put that gun point blank to a 14-year-old's head and pulled the trigger. The gun is loaded, and by luck, that gun jammed. The grace of God, if you ask me. The gun jammed. I guess they got spooked. They didn't kill the kid. Everybody lived. And I, I believe they have not. Um, and they, the police, when they got there, they found three live bullets on the bus floor. So some, they must have fumbled with the gun. They probably they have no to, idea how to handle a firearm. He was, he was probably trying to rack it to get it to go and, and ejected three rounds. Um, and... This this happened just hey on a school bus in broad now, on bro- in broad daylight like it was, I, I wonder if they were on the way to school or on the way home like was it first thing in the morning or was it like three o'clock in the afternoon I'm not sure so mass teens shoot at fourteen year old boy's head um, brazenly charged onto a Maryland school bus targeting the last remaining 
14 year old student. So it, it, it seems like there was only one, it's probably at the end of the school day, there's one kid left to get dropped off. I'm wondering well, if so they there was knew. nobody else. So this is a pre, this is definitely very premeditated and planned out. It seems like. Oh yeah. So the bus was making its afternoon drop-offs from Prince George's County alternative middle school on Monday when three attackers believed to be teens rushed on to confront mm. the student, one brandishing a gun and pulling the trigger. They pulled the trigger three times, but for some reason, by the grace of God, the gun didn't go off and bullets flew out of the gun, said Martin Diggs, head of the bus driver's union. The onboard video system captured the moment on uh, one of the alleged masked juveniles made the attempt to shoot the middle schooler in the head point blank. This was an attempted murder, plain and simple. Call it what it is. Once on board, the suspected juvenile with the gun pulled the trigger three times while aiming at the 14-year-old's head, but it misfired, leading the three to physically beat the student before fleeing. Police found three live rounds on the bus floor, according to the outlet. Um, the assistant superintendent of Prince George's County Public Schools urged students, families, faculty, and staff to report anything they know about what led to this coordinated, targeted. It was, it was an alternative school, so it was like probably a school for the kids that were bad and, on behavior yeah. issues. So, and, and so I'm I'm willing to make the assumption that this was gang related. It's possible. It, uh, whatever. Neither here nor there. Whatever it is. Well, hold on. So, so the head of the the bus drivers union is calling for more security on buses in the wake of the attack. And this is kind of what prompted me to 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 want to bring this up because so there was in the drive there was a driver and there was a, an aide on the bus because a lot of school buses have aides on them. You have the driver and you have the aide. They were left shaken. Um, and obviously believing they could be killed along with the targeted student if the gun had not misfired. So if that gun had not misfired, there was probably a good chance that once they shot this 14-year-old in the head, they would have executed the driver and executed the aide. Without a doubt, most likely, that probably would have Very happened. good chance, yes. Um, so the driver doesn't want to come – the driver of the bus doesn't want to come back to work. They're terrified. They don't want to leave their house. Um, they weren't physically injured, <clears throat> and – and do you blame them? No. The motive of the, of the assault and attempted killing is under investigation. So we see a lot. I mean, this is this is probably one of the most heinous things that you've seen as far as what happens with bus with, with you know crime on bus. So you'll get you'll get the kids beating the shit out of each other. You'll get the oh you know oh like five kids uh, jumping one kid and things like that. You'll get that a lot. And so he, here's the thing: you have the bus driver union asking for more security in in the wake of the attack. Now, I can just say from my experience where I grew up, <clears throat> and, and I, I'm imagining this is most of the places. What is your average bus driver? Who is your average mm. bus driver? So there's, I was having this conversation with my wife. So the bus drops off and picks up right in front of my house every morning for both the high school the middle school and the elementary school, three different buses right at the corner. My daughter doesn't take the bus. She used to years ago. Um, the bus driver this year is a middle-aged guy, good shape, definitely would hold his own, would fight. And I would say would be just by looks and the way he, he I, I, I see him engaging with people can hold his own. It would probably put his, self at risk to protect the kids on his bus 
Now, most of the other, all actually of the other bus drivers, and you drive around, when you're driving around your neighborhood, people, and you see a yellow school bus, big or small, I want you to look at the driver and I want you to say, what does the driver look like? Can this driver or would, does this driver look like they can protect the children on the bus? Because obviously their job is to transport the kids to school safely, right? Follow the mm -hmm. traffic laws, the whole thing and everything else. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other issue. Yes. But the problem is school bus drivers don't make a lot of money. And most school bus drivers are retirees that are bored sitting at home yep. or they were laid off from a job. Maybe they aged out. Maybe they were a tech guy and they aged out. They were hiring younger people. This actually happened to a friend of mine. And he ended up having to drive a bus. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're not getting your best. And I, listen, I'm not saying these people aren't bad. What I mean by saying that your best is, the best that could protect children on that bus, okay? And they're not being equipped to protect the children either. Like no, so and 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 that so that that'll lead me to a whole other you know part of it. Like, but you know, there's another bus that rides around here. I mean, the woman's probably in her seventies. She's this little frail woman driving a giant school bus with high school kids on it, and I think to myself like. Well, one, if a high school kid decided to assault her, she'd be dead in the water. But if somebody now like this wanted to get on the bus to get to the children, even the aides, the aides of the school bus, usually they're part-timers, they're older, they just have a job to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. They're not trained in situational awareness to just they're, to see their surroundings. They're getting paid $10, 11 maybe $15 an hour, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, depending on where they're working and who they're working for, to just get these kids back and forth to school and not think about anything else. Yes. I'm not saying that these school bus drivers have to be running around with guns on their hip because I wouldn't want that either. Really? But I think that's not a bad idea, personally. No, I, do, I actually do think that would be a bad idea to have to have. I, I do, I, I do, because it it would be a nightmare. And but there are other ways. You don't need. Bus why, why, why do you say that? Because now you're you have a high school bus, let's say, filled with kids, right? Twenty, thirty, maybe some of them forty, and you have one bus driver with a gun. Not every bus driver should have a gun. It should, maybe you could pass, and I, I'm not trying to make this into a firearm conversation. Maybe you can have the bus drivers where it's acceptable and legal if they want to be trained in firearms to carry a firearm. I don't have a problem with that, but I'm not because I also don't. I'm not the guy that says arm every school teacher because I think that's just stupid anyway. I think training needs but, to go along with that, but training needs to go. But I'm saying, and I'm not trying to say like, well, old people don't deserve jobs, but I'm sorry. When you are 70 years old and weigh 120 pounds, you have no business driving a school bus and, and being charged with the protection of those kids to and from school. When you are 40 years old and you're 400 pounds, you yep. do not have what it takes to get those kids to back and back and forth to school uh, uh, safely. I mean, there was just one where this, this, uh, heavy school bus driver like was having a, a younger person too, not even old was having like a stroke in the seat and some 11 year old had to come and step on the brake of this giant school bus you know that has air brakes that you need a cdl to drive so like i'm just i look at this and i see these kids jumping on a school bus with a gun okay and looking to execute another school kid 
or whether it's, you know, kids getting assaulted, the school districts who, who not all school districts have their own buses. A lot of them, they have the private bus companies that they use. Some use both. There should be a standard set in order to drive kids to school and transport kids from point A to point B. Not only should they be safe drivers, they should be able to at least be able to defend themselves and to defend children and protect children, whether it's, and maybe, maybe not even guns as a subject, but you know, every mailman that walks around the neighborhood has mace for dogs, you know, you know, just just, even whether it's a weapon or not, the, the caliber of bus drivers need to change, but they'll spend all this money, James on like, like there's a school district. They want to get these fancy cameras. They have them on the side of the school bus so that if if a car goes through the school bus with the uh, zone with the lights on, they get hit with a ticket. They get hit with a ticket. Okay, that's great. But the two hundred thousand dollars you spent, or however much money you spent on equip equipping all of your buses with those cameras and security, is all great. You could be doing something with bus driver training because we're seeing more and more a brazen assault on on a bus, and and not so much with weapons, but just with with kids beating the shit out of kids and school yep. bus drivers not being able to do a thing about it. And it, it it's, it's just, nobody's really, I don't, nobody thinks about it until maybe something like this happens. It's wild. So I agree with everything that you, you said, Alan, uh, you know, for the most part, for the most part, uh, there, you know, growing up, a lot of the school bus drivers fit into, you know, pretty much a few categories. They were either very tiny women you know, I had one school bus driver that was like maybe 120 pounds soaking wet, probably an illegal immigrant. Uh, she didn't speak much English uh, and uh, she was very small. Then I had a bus driver that was a woolly mammoth. She was huge. She, she uh, long blonde hair, curly blonde hair, but she was probably, you know, pushing 250. Like she was a, a hefty broad. Um, but then, you know, I know other schools, other buses. I went to a Catholic school, so I had kids from all different towns coming in. So everybody had different school buses from different towns that they were using. And some of the school buses, they had retired cops as the, as the school bus driver. And, and I think, you know, uh, a retired cop or, or a veteran is a great job. Sure. For to, to hire a great person to hire for these types of positions. Cause not only then you can then arm, arm these individuals, you can then have them armed. And they're trained already. Two, two. They're also most in most cases, not all, because uh, we know a lot of cops that should not be police officers because they're out of shape. They can't even fucking walk up the stairs. But in most cases, they take care of themselves and they're in decent shape and can handle a physical altercation as well, or help separate some kids that are beating the fuck out of out of each other or bullying some kids. Like they're 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 able to do so. Yep. Um, so I, I always loved seeing the retired cops and the retired veterans uh, as as bus drivers. But I, I'm with you, dude. Most bus drivers are not that. There are there there are quite a few because I I know that is a I know quite a few retired retired police officers that became bus drivers because it's an easy gig. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's it's not a uh, they don't the pay isn't terrible. Um, but <clears throat> at the same time, 
the large majority of them, they have no business protecting any children. And, and, and I like the aid thing because they didn't have AIDS when we were on school buses. It was just the school bus driver and then the, the lot of kids that were there. And get AIDS that are able to actually do yeah. something other than Female. making sure the kids are buckled in their almost like almost like a U.S. marshal, almost like uh, you know someone flying on the flight that's able to arrest somebody in the air if somebody gets fucking crazy and does something stupid, uh, and they could stop the situation. You know, obviously not somebody of that caliber of training, but someone who uh, you know uh, the idea of a U.S. marshal, like they're there to to make sure that. There's no fucking tomfoolery and shenanigans going on on the bus. And then God forbid a situation like this that happened in Maryland, uh, they're able to handle that as well because they're trained uh, in that aspect as well. And then you can hire the fat woolly mammoth bus driver if you want. Like then then go for it. That's fine. She's able to drive and she's she's safe behind the wheel. Hire her and then hire an aide that's going to be able to protect the kids. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 I agree with you because these people, they – they do not care about the welfare of the children until a school shooting happens or until something like this happens. And let's be real, Alan, something like this happens. It's not on mainstream news. I didn't even see this. I had no idea this fucking happened. Oh, it's, it is. It is everywhere. It is. It, it, it's like it's on Fox. It's on New, uh, New York Post. It's on ABC News. It is. It's out there. I, I noticed it today. Imagine, imagine oh. it was a white kid and he shot up the school bus. It would be wall to wall news. It would be wall-to-wall news, 24-7. Take guns away, gun grabbing, this, that, and the other. This doesn't, oh, fit, absolutely. The, this doesn't fit the agenda, so it's not. It, there, there's the one-off articles, absolutely, but they're not, they're not you know, bombarding us with this information like they are with this Jason Neely situation, this psychopath uh, in the news. Like the, all these news pundits are saying, mm-hmm. oh, this, he didn't deserve to die, this, that, and the other. Meanwhile, he was accosting people and viol- acting violently. Like, get out of here and – uh, this is what's wrong with society. Um, you know, God, God, God forbid uh, this continues to happen. Um, people why, aren't going why to. Why wouldn't it continue to happen? That's what I'm saying. But it is going to happen, continue to happen. It's going to get worse because you see these, this kind of behavior with the school bus, with the subway, and you see the reaction of the media and how they're handling it. Who's going to want to step in and help somebody if they're going to be destroyed publicly for doing so? Like, who's going to want to be like the hero? Not many people, not many people, because it's already it's already a small percentage of people that would step in. It's already a small percentage. But now those people that that, that would step in are like, listen, I'm not going to have my life ruined by stepping in and getting involved in something that has nothing to do with me. There are cops that don't even want to step in because they're worried about losing their job and their home and their family. Like, like I know cops that go to work now in the hopes that just they can just skate through. Nothing happens. They don't even want to pull anybody over. They'll look for the the, the, the most stupidest thing to that they have to pull someone over for just so they know. You know, pull over soccer mom, not not the car with the, with with four four guys in it at at, at midnight. You know, like, yeah. and, uh, oh oh, we, there's a report of gunshots. Drive slow, in the hopes that it's all dispersed by the time we get there, and there's nobody laying in the street dead. Like literally, that's what. Unfortunately, there are police officers that do because they are worried about either one, getting executed. Or two, having to do their job and then worrying about 
their municipality, their department, and their city completely turning against them and ending up in jail or the cause of a city to burn to the ground. Like that's their worry. And it's it's crazy because it's really unfortunate in many cases, in many cases, but you see what they're doing to these police officers who are just doing their job in many cases, like they're, they're doing jail time now uh, for, for literally doing things that they were trained to do. There are cases where the police department should turn over these officers who are doing things wrong. Absolutely. I'm not saying that's not the case. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but it's really wild that they bend the knee to the woke mob. When in, in most cases, the police department is a giant gang themselves and they protect their own. This is the only time that they don't protect their own is when the woke mob comes, comes after them. Um, But you're absolutely right. They don't want to get involved. They don't want to do real police work because all of a sudden they're going to be on front page news and there's going to be protests all over the country calling for your head. Like uh, didn't they, weren't they out, out outside of Derek Siobhan's house? Like weren't they out, out in front of his house? Yeah, I mean that they, they, and it happens a lot. They were they were everywhere. I mean, I wouldn't listen. I would not if I was in a Democrat-run city, because um, you're not seeing it in like Republican-run cities, but that that are actually pro-police. But if I was like a, a New York City cop, I literally would not want to do any type of policing or law enforcement if I was in a neighborhood like that, because knowing that my job <clears throat> would not protect me. It would sell me down the river that I would just say, you know what? I just got to hold on because I'm getting the paycheck and a pension and benefits. Or if, if something better yep. comes along, then, then, then it's time to, to jump ship. But Alan, that's how we have total societal collapse. Like I'll tell you right now, if you're in New York city and you still ride the subway, you're, you're, you're putting your life in danger every single day. If you're still riding the subway every day, you're literally putting your life in danger. There's so much fucking lunacy going on there's so much violence going on and they're doing nothing about it apparently this this lunatic has been doing this for a while i saw a uh libs of reddit actually made a post today yeah Yeah, he's he's had a lot of run-ins he's he's been arrested like 44 times and unfortunately with the casuals bail there's nothing anybody can do anything about it he's in he's out he gets a warrant he's in he's out and you know he's uh but this was posted nine years ago, Alan, nine years ago. It's trying to stay away from the Michael Jackson impersonator. If you see him used to be all cool dancing to MJ in the subway train, but as of late, he's become a maniac sometime in late spring, early summer. I saw him on the train, his radio fucked up and he was very, he was angry as fuck cursing and bad mouthing the commuters screaming. What the fuck are you looking at? Don't fucking look at me. Totally didn't expect him to act as such. Ever since that day, he's just been a scary dude to me. He doesn't dress up anymore. No one, no more dancing, just asks for money, occasionally shouting obscenities. Today, however, was odd. Some, sometime in the morning on my way to school, I'm sitting on the bench and out of nowhere, I hear someone get off cursing up a storm. It was the MJ dude. Everyone besides this guy was quiet. The MTA crew was there but didn't did nothing and just let him continue blow his gasket train arrives and i just get out of the car he's not in because i'm sure as fuck not going to be in the same car as him dude didn't even didn't even wait till he got inside the train i was scared for people next to him out of fear that someone was going to get uh 
pushed onto the tracks. And then there's a ton of comments of people like, yo, I was there. This right. guy was crazy. What? But what did you just describe? Fucking lunatic. But so this is an individual who was at one time probably properly medicated and had proper mental health care. He obviously has a mental illness. And at one point he was happy and he was doing his Michael Jackson impersonations and his dancing and he was happy as can be. And then what happens? Most likely because of the breakdown of the system and for whatever reason, getting lost in translation, losing benefits, losing medication, not being able to take his medication and then just completely mentally deteriorating. And then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. The guy's obviously schizophrenic and had other issues. I sent you a video of him dressed as Michael Jackson, like freaking out uh, on some guy on the street. And the guy sounded like he, he sounded like you super, super New York accent. Yep. And he's like ripping off his shirt, like going nuts as Michael Jackson. I was and who I, I don't know if he's ever been medicated. Like maybe it's just been uh, a downward spiral. Uh, so I, I was talking to a guy. He's a, he's a, a big photographer in the city who, who knows who he is. And going back years ago, he was always around. And he even said years ago, the guy was funny, nice and harmless. And he was Michael Jackson and he would dance on the subway and on the subway platforms. Literally nice guy. And just to t- whatever happened to him, just, well, you know, he was just kept, he knew he was kept doing the Michael Jackson thing, but it kept, what if he was over medicated. What if they were giving him all this medic, you whatever know what it was, whatever it was, he, he, whatever it was made him mentally decline. And then he's a psycho and becomes a criminal and makes bad decisions. And what happens? They keep letting him out because it's Democrat run cesspool, cashless mm-hmm. bail. And he's out and he commits crime and he's out and he commits crime. By the time the paperwork's done, he's out. Who knows how much time he spent in, in going to, to, to uh, uh, mental uh, wards, emergency mental wards where they'll hold him for 72 hours, realizes they know, they know how to play that game. They say the right things. They're out mm-hmm. you know, you and hold them if they're saying the right thing. You know, it, it, it's a sad situation. And now he goes crazy and people who try to help, putting themselves at risk of getting in trouble. I mean, they haven't done it yet, but they may charge this, this veteran, this ex Marine who's actually uh, the father is a retired cop. Um, they may end up wanting to prosecute him. The, they're, the, pro- they're probably going to, he's probably going to be indicted. I'm sure he is. Well, they I'm sure they're going to, they haven't, they haven't, they haven't charged and they haven't done anything right. He was released, not charged. They took him into custody. They questioned him. They released he him. He was literally just defending himself. Like, that's well, the cra- crazy thing. They were holding him down. They were holding him down because he was getting crazy. He was apparently threatening people. Um, it, it took the cops forever to get there. Um, and whatever. He died, unfortunately. And the medical examiner ruled it a homicide due to compression of the neck. So probably asphyxiation or whatever. So, But still, the DA is like... Not, not charging yet. And of course, they're protesting at in front was of the under jurisdiction. <clears throat> uh, what borough was it in? Was it in Brooklyn? I don't know what borough it was in. I thought it was Manhattan. Uh, I mean, if it's Manhattan, it's Bragg. But if if I, I don't I don't remember where in the city it was. Um, I'm not. You know, sure. each borough has their own DA. 
But um, I know I was bragging. It is Manhattan because they were they were. I know that for a fact because they were protesting in front of his office, and um, they were at I think the Barclays Center protesting in Brooklyn and somewhere else. They were you know protesting more, literally saying you know. Oh, people have to be taken out for this. You know, they, listen, summer's coming, whether it's this. It's primary season and it's yeah. uh, riot season. It's it's going to uh, be a hot summer for sure. Whether it's this, whether it's something else that sparks and happens. Um, it's going to happen, Alan. You know it's going to happen. They're going to set up yeah. some event where, uh, you know, a black guy gets killed by a cop and it's going to be chaos in the streets. And it's probably going to be stacked on top of this current situation. So it's going to, you know, be a, a catalyst to this a huge explosion of riots again. Burn it down to the ground. Uh-huh. Is what it is. And, and you know, that's happening. It's wild. And then you got Joey Basements over here, literally, like, involved in so much turmoil and corruption in a white house that has zero transparency and but it's all coming out snubs the american people it's all coming out but and of course it's going to come out and people it's just wild how people just don't want to pay attention and and want to dismiss it like and the white house is so smug like this thing with the house oversight committee um the chair james comer out of kentucky he subpoenaed yep. the FBI for records about alleged uh, criminal scheme involving yeah, him and Joe Chuck Biden Cass. was vice president um, about possible, you know, money for for favors and things like this. And literally not for favors, for 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 policies. Yeah, yeah, for, for policies. policies. I mean, you know, policies, favors. I mean, you know, it's. It's but like favors could be anything like this is specific was specific right. for policies as VP literally like, all right, I'll give you money so you can enact these laws and these policies so I can do whatever I need to do. And who knows what those policies actually were. So here it's um the white house. And, and of course they're, they're dismissing all the, all the allegations here. White house dismisses alleged Joe Biden bribery scheme after Comer demands FBI document. They tried, the White House tried to downplay the severity of this was Wednesday, Wednesday's bombshell report of an alleged criminal bribery scheme involving then Vice President Joe Biden by pointing to the establishment media's coverage of the congressional inquiry into the scandal. Ian Sams, who's a spokesperson hired to counter Congress's oversight and investigations, didn't outright deny the merits of the bombshell report, but instead issued statements ripping media's coverage of the letter by the House Oversight Committee chair. Um, the lawmaker lawmakers announced Comer is, com- ha- is uh, compelling the FBI for records alleging a criminal scheme involving Joe Biden. Um, the document, apparently, an FBI-generated 1023 form allegedly details an arrangement involving an exchange of money for policy decisions between now Joe Biden president and a foreign national. Now, I don't think they they have identified who this foreign national is. They haven't identified the whistleblower either. No. <clears throat> so. Um, I, I Listen. I'm very interested to see how this unfolds. Very, very, especially with this whistleblower situation. 
because um you know the back joey bag of donuts is constantly being exposed as the corrupt piece of shit that he is like every single day something new is is breaking about joey bag of donuts and his his whole entire family now we have this whistleblower that's going to chuck grassley yeah no idea who it is and i've been speculating and i've said this in the show before alan because what are they saying and cash patel came out and just said this as well that a hunter biden indictment is looming it's coming he's going to be indicted what if hunter biden old hunter is the whistleblower and this is how they're setting it up it's it's very possible i go go through the timeline of just the laptop alone it doesn't make sense why, why take this laptop with all these highly classified information that could take down the whole entire operation to a uh, computer shop and the computer shop calls repeatedly saying hey i have your laptop not go and pick it up for whatever reason when i have millions and millions of dollars and i can hire someone to come in in house or just buy a whole brand new laptop it makes no sense zero whatsoever most most of what hunter biden does makes no sense but but again, we know how he was abused. We see in some of the text messages as how he was he was frustrated with how he was being treated with the he family. Would to, he would have to so in order for I mean, the normal person, the, the things he may be indicted on, there's like four charges. There's nothing like huge that's gonna, you know, like we're not talking crime that's gonna put him in jail for 50 years. You know what I mean? We're talking the Delaware yes. what's that? Yes, but we don't. We also don't know all of the contents of it's. But it's you're talking about the Delaware U.S. Attorney. They're talking about a gun charge, some tax shit. Like there's nothing like earth shattering right now, you know. So like, well, there is there. I there, there is considering the the deals and the emails between him and Chinese nationalists, especially with this whistleblower that's coming out now saying that he was selling the office of VP. Those emails, 10% to the big guy, but could Adam, be exactly this transaction. It could be the whistleblower could be talking about exactly that t- transaction, the 10% to the big guy. And- what I mean is the indictments coming out of Delaware aren't having anything to do with like all of that stuff. So I don't see, you know, no, like... I- but but that's that's how they lead it in. They they make him seem like he's being indicted, but in reality, so the enemy thinks that he's being looked into, so they're not as concerned about Hunter Biden. They bring him in, and all of a sudden now he's a key witness in a in a in a grand jury investigation. I could tell you this: if it Joe Biden literally announced he's running for president again. And if his if his son was whether he was a whistleblower and decided he was going to come up, come out against his father, that father is not even alive. Donnie says it all the time. He's like, he's not even alive. He has no idea what's what. He has no clue what the fuck is going on. Nothing. He's not there. I I don't know how much of that I believe. I believe a lot of it. Maybe an act too. 
it's very possible. It's very possible to try to escape charges. It's very possible. Um, I don't. I just anything is possible with these sick people, but I I don't I don't see. I'm still not convinced. Like he's Hunter Biden's going to see any type of indictment. I mean, it, literally, it was the other day. It was, um, that uh, the U.S. attorney, I, I guess, out of Delaware, I think, is a David Weiss or something. He's he's close to be uh, charging Hunter Biden, and he's been investigating him for almost two years now. Right, but now, you know, obviously, some of the stuff that comes out could seriously. Um, uh, implicate joe biden i mean it is his son but now literally as of a couple like two days ago they're just deciding whether to charge hunter biden and really and a lot of it is in connection with his taxes and that the gun purchase um and i know they're looking into him for a bunch of other stuff well they're looking into joe biden and the connections that you know hunter biden may be a vessel with, with all of that and it would be wild if it's also, I'm sure the DOJ has their hands, like up top, the the you know Merrick Garland and and just below, of maybe timing, um, because they know that well this this would affect Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Alan, don't you think? Or, it's, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Or this is another wild dark plan of the democratic party to roll out the charges of Hunter Biden, have things come out that they already know. And then it's leaked and it's out there forcing Joe Biden not to run for president. I think, I think it's a combination of both. Alan. I think you're absolutely, I think it's, I think this is eventually going to force Joe Biden out. Absolutely. But this would have to, and I don't mean, I don't mean force him out of office. I mean, force him out of of running. Yeah. He won't be able to run. Like they'll have to to move on to somebody else. Well, that's this. And this is, might be, this might be the master plan where this is the plan that they want. They want the Hunter Biden shit to come out, whether it's an indictment, cooperating, damning evidence for Hunter Biden to make his father just the having to do the go through the trial and the indictment and the and the case, disgracing his father of the details in the case. Mm-hmm. Then, like the DNC was like, "Listen, this is a this is a losing situation. We have to push Joe Biden out." And we have to bring Big Mike in. Big Mike? No, I think that National File just put out an article the other day about Big Mike, uh, about about the throw 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 his hat in the ring to run against Joe Biden. It's already it's already happening. It's something that I've been saying since 2020. I thought Big Mike was going to be in the 2020 election. I really did, but I guess I was off on the timing. And I I I truly believe that he's he, Big Mike. Michael Levon Robinson is going to be the candidate for the DNC. But I think I think Alan, you're you're right on on target with them using this to get Joey bag of donuts out. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that they knew this was coming down the pipeline that you could tell that they uh, were planning ahead for these certain events. And the reason why I say that is because look at what they did to Donald Trump. They, they, they knew, they knew classified documents were going to come out. Okay. Let's, let's go and raid Donald Trump first. So it doesn't look bad. It kind of buffers the Biden administration a little bit. 
uh, than than the Hunter Biden stuff. He's about to get indicted. Let's let's indict him over in New York City. So that kind of buffers that whole situation. It's like they're almost like a couple. They're they're doing it right beforehand in the media, yeah. So that they can use that as a cushion for when it eventually does happen to the Biden family and the Biden administration. So it doesn't look as bad to the people optically. It do, It is bad. Don't get me wrong, but the people don't see it as bad and they can then spin it as, Oh, well, Donald Trump did the same thing. He shouldn't run. And, uh, and he, he's doing the wrong thing. He's, you know, he, he had the same crimes. Joe Biden's a stand up guy. He stepped down and didn't run for his second term because of these things. You know, Trump should do the same thing. That's the media spin on all of it. But I also think, uh, Alan, that um, it is it is very very possible that the White Hats are using this as a, as a way to show the American public that these people are corrupt and to show them that this is this is their plan, um, and, and that's kind of what's happening. And it could be a combination of both. It could be a combination because you don't stop an enemy that's destroying itself. They've literally been kicking themselves in this, the, 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 right in the dick with every move that they've made with this Joey Bag of Donuts administration, um, whether he's running the show or not. Like it's just been a giant fuck up and it's waking people up every single day. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I truly think that they're going to uh, eventually bring in Big Mike. I think you're spot on with that take. And uh, I think that's the eventual move. But I also find it very interesting, Alan, the timing of this writer's strike in Hollywood. Because all this information is coming out about the Biden administration and the Biden family and how corrupt they are. And now there's no Tonight Show. There's no Jimmy Fallon. There's no... Uh, all the right, All the writers are on strike. All the writers are on strike. And the last time this happened, the strike was like 150 something days. And then in 88, it was like another 200 something days when it happened in 88. It happened in 2008 and 88. And the, the writers were on strike. So this strike could go on for an extended period of time. It's well, very, they are. Very, so on that, like the, there's a couple articles out. There's a Breitbart article, which is Hollywood writers strike. Oh, but before, before we, about the Hollywood writers, hold on, because that's important too. But, Another scenario, we have the Uniparty, where establishment GOP and the and the Democrats are working together to undermine everything to hold yes, power. Definitely. Not saying that they're that so this could be something that they're working towards, but still they'll be infighting on depending on, you know, who's who's candidate that's all, that's all kabuki theater that's, they, that's yeah if, if they could if the uniparty the establishment gop and the uniparty can can succeed in destroying donald trump so much that he either has to bow out for some crazy reason whether they 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 fabricate more indictments whether they this whole civil rape case they may go sideways just completely disgrace this guy get full desperation mode and and at, at some point which they're going to get full desperation mode when ron DeSantis declares he's running for president so another scenario i could see is okay the uniparty 
agreements, shady deals, underground meetings, whatever you want to call it, real deep state bureaucratic shit between the establishment GOP and the DNC operatives where they need to make sure that Ron DeSantis becomes the Republican nominee. Yes. And that Joe Biden is pushed out, forced not to run because of Hunter Biden or whatever else they concoct. And then they bring in Big Mike. Mm -hmm. And it's a Big Mike showdown against Ron DeSantis. Which is a win-win for them. That's like Barry against John McCain. Right. It's the same thing. Exactly. John John Kerry versus Bush. It's a win-win. If it was a Big Mike against Ron DeSantis... There is no way Ron DeSantis is beating Big Mike. No shot. Zero. No shot. And take the rigging and the cheating out of it. Fair election. Big Mike beats Ron DeSantis. This is why I said in 2020 that Big Mike was going to throw the hat in the ring. Because Donald Trump, the support for Donald Trump was so large. Like you see all the rallies, you see all the boat parades, you saw all the things that the media never showed, but we we talked about and showed on our show regularly. And I was like, there's no way any of these candidates that they're putting up there can compete with this kind of popularity. There's no freaking way. The only person in the Democrat Party that I see that could garner any kind of support close to what Donald Trump – even if they 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 rigged it that to make it believable, like if they put Big Mike up there in 2020, it, it, the rigging would have been a lot harder for us to see because it would have been more believable that it was a close race. I even said it with Bernie Sanders as well. It would have been more believable that he had the support. But Joey Bag of Donuts, there was no way you can get anybody to believe that this this geriatric fuck who didn't even leave his basement was able to get 81 million votes. There's right. no way. And and Big Mike regardless of how you feel you personally listening to the show feel about big mike the the obamas still have a drastic amount of a large amount of support huge huge in the democrat party and also strictly just because of their skin color and among Uh, independents and 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 among independents as well because of joe because of his eloquent eloquent speaking style uh forget his policy he just sounded good he sounded oh, presidential. There also are run-of-the-mill, whether you want to call them Ronald Reagan Republicans, whether you just want to call them moderate Republicans, whatever you want to call them, weak, wishy-washy, cunt Republicans. If it was a Trump Big Mike showdown, you you would see a lot of them voting for Big Mike out of hatred for Donald Trump. So, like... This is something, and listen, this is all obviously speculation, but anything is possible where literally, literally, and here's another thing too, they could be smart about it and not do that until after the Republican primary. Because before the Republican primary and they had to, and Joe Biden was pushed out and they brought in Big Mike, I will say that it is more important than ever to get Donald Trump through the primary, which, listen, I don't think Absolutely. he's going to have a problem with anyway. But at that point, if before the Republican primary, they bring in Big Mike, get rid of Joe, and Big Mike Obama is is the going to be the the Dem, the DNC. Um, I, hope. I really uh, hope nominee. Yeah. Then DeSantis should turn around and say, "I am out." 
because I know even if I pull through the primary and beat Donald Trump in the primary, which I he's just not going to his establishment. He, but, they, they need him. So they have a win-win no matter what. I'm just, I agree with you. I agree with you. He should, but he's not, he, you know, he won't. DeSantis, DeSantis Obama, this Obama wins. This, uh, Obama, Trump, we have a shot, but it's all hands on deck because that is a formidable opponent, and that is not something where you could turn around and say, well, we have no problem. Everybody hates Obama and saw what he did. We don't want him and his wife anywhere, husband, near, near, anywhere near the Oval Office. So here's what we're going to do, Alan. If If Big Mike does turn out to be the Democratic nominee. That means there's going to be big Mike rallies. There's going to be big Mike events. With huge inflatable dicks. So, well, this is where I'm going. If this is the case, if there are rallies and there are events, we needed to start a covert operation because we could probably pull it off once, maybe twice before they figure out who we are and where where they have photos of us. (laughs) But we need to figure out a way that we can sneak into all these rallies with a sign, a big sign, that says, show us your dick. Show us your and dick. we hold it up at every big mic rally. Show us your dick. And uh, I'm going to have a big neon sign on a truck that says $10,000 to anyone who shows me a picture of Michelle Obama pregnant. You won't be able to find it. Just like okay. I'll, give, I'll give $10,000 for anyone that can get me somebody white with the last name Washington. It's not possible. It it's don't exist. Because George Washington was black. I, I'm really starting to believe that that's the case. I really think that George G. Dubs was black, and so is Thomas Jefferson. Andrew Jackson's debatable because there are some white Jacksons. I guess there are, but uh, not many. But but I that's, don't know any. What what not, white Jacksons are there? We had a guest on there. There's a in Rhode Island. There's a whole family of white Jacksons. Uh, they really white. Yeah, it's like the whole everybody's white. Um, but. So Washington and Jefferson, I have never, ever, ever seen anybody white with those last names. I think there's also something based off what I, a point I just made, something else that's very important. And everyone should really, really take this to, uh, uh, to heart um, and just keep it in the back of their head. Um, Unlike you, who keeps it in the back of his throat. As much as I can. I think that's why my throat hurts so much. So when you see Trump and DeSantis right now as we're talking and you see how high ahead, how far ahead Trump is polling over DeSantis, and we're talking huge numbers, and it is still early. DeSantis didn't announce. And will he garner more support? Yes, he will. We know that. Will the margin in the polls tighten. Yes, we know that. We don't know how far, how how close they'll 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 tighten. But no matter what, especially in the in the Twitter war among Trump and, and DeSantis influencers, and knowing I'm all in Team Trump, I still have the attitude, and everyone should have this attitude and to not be complacent is whatever candidate you're supporting in any election, and in this, I'm talking directly about Donald Trump, we should always act like he's 20 points behind. Because when you start having the attitude as, well, look at the numbers. There's no possible way. This is landslide victory. And we hear a lot of key people say that. 
We even will hear Donald Trump say that you can't, you can say it all you want, optics, theater, the messaging, whatever, but you really have to deep down. We think that, that, that is not the case because that is what's going to keep the momentum and the drive going for people to get involved and to get out. We saw it in 2020 and we also saw it in the 2022 midterms. Like we, we saw so many candidates that were like, Oh, this should be a landslide. Like again, we've said many times we never liked Dr. Oz. We were not a fan of his, but against uh, John Fetterman who rides the short bus to work every day. Um, he should have been a landslide. He should have been a landslide victory. hundred percent. It, it, it was it was the opposite. Even and obviously because of rigging, we understand this. But at the same time, like we need to outvote the rigging. We have to we have to go into every single election knowing that before before the ballots even open, we're already behind. We are already behind before the ballots are open. So we have to make up ground. And the only way we do that is by overwhelming them with votes and and. I was listening. I forget who I was listening to the other day, but they had a great idea. Uh, and actually, I think it was Patrick Bet David. He's like, when you when you go and vote, don't go and vote alone. Bring somebody with you. Bring a group of people with you. Like, hey, listen, let's 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 go vote. Let's go grab a beer and let's go vote real quick, and and make a thing of it. You know, and bring people with you if you don't want to get involved and go door to door. Like, and he didn't come up with that idea. We were talking about that during the primaries. I said it so many times. Get a group activity. Go vote. Go have. Go to happy hour. Go vote. Go to happy hour. And and it has to change a little bit because voting the day. And listen, as Republicans, and I, I am was a big proponent of that. Vote in person on the day of. That is not the way. To vote anymore. And this is why, um, and I, I've changed my tune on the mail-in votes and the ballot harvesting. Because like right now, um, Trump camp, they are raising money for a Republican ballot harvesting operation. Scott Pressel, who runs around, is doing this whole thing, and he's going to talk about ballot harvesting where it's legal. So we can protect the ballots, we can bring the ballots in because the Democrats have, I mean, brilliantly used the ballot harvesting to their advantage. And we have to do it and we have to do it better. And listen, mm-hmm. back in 2020, we were all against ballot harvesting. It was one of the most horrific things we all said, but now it's a necessary evil and we have to figure out a way to do it better yep. where legal. Well, it's not going away uh, with the Biden administration. So if it's not going away, then if you can't beat them, join them. If you can't beat them, join them. Every single time they're using this to beat us, they're they're blatantly cheating to beat us. They're dropping off hundreds of ballots off at a time. We saw it in 2000 mules and all of these Republican rhino cucks say, oh, I'm looking to sleep or stop talking about this till justice is served. None of them did a damn thing. Um, we yeah. now need to join the game and play the same game that they're playing because they were playing chess and we were playing checkers. Um, that's pretty much what it was. And uh, now we need to start going to concerts, NASCAR events, college campuses, uh, going all, to all of these places that uh, conservatives congregate that may not want to vote because of rigging this, that, and the other, because they don't want to wait in the lines. But how many times, like, think about this, Alan, you're, you don't really want to do something like, 
because you have to go somewhere to do it. But yep. like you're presented with something and you're there already and you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm already here. Let me just do this real quick. Okay, you have to bring the polling to them. Exactly. So now, now they don't have to go anywhere and they're like, all right, I, I wasn't going to go vote anyway, but since you're here, here, take it. I was going to vote for Donald Trump. It's like no sweat off of my back. It's no, no extra time. No, no requirement for me to go anywhere, show any ID. I'm already here. Let's just get it done. And you take my ballot, do whatever the fuck you want with it. Cause I don't care. And then there are organizations. I don't know if they were church organizations. I read it somewhere where they are. Um, they're going to be setting up uh, in 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 like it's neighborhoods, um, whether nondescript or certain locations, drop boxes for the ballot harvesting that are going to be watched and guarded, and 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 in this way, all of the ballots can be dropped off there, and then they can be brought into where they have to be brought to be counted, tabulated, and all that shit. But it's definitely a lot of moving parts, a lot involved, yeah. and mm-hmm. people have to be willing to go the extra mile to make sure that their vote counts. And unfortunately, waiting online on election day, when especially when there's voting machines in place that tend to fail and pipe breaks and power outages and plane crashes and fucking yep. earthquakes and tornadoes, you can't don't work and right. You can't wait for wrong ballots, printing issues, this, that, scanning, jerk me off, all this other shit. Um <laughs> Alan would like that part. You literally have to vote early, um, uh, get involved and find out if the or area if ballot harvesting is legal, and if it is, how to get involved in a ballot harvesting operation. Everyone should be following. If you have Twitter, if you have Instagram, you should be following Scott Pressler. Scott Pressler is a pioneer in registering people to vote and is working very hard to get to to he's traveling the countries all over the place, showing people whether how to run for office, how to be poll watchers and now how to uh, get involved in ballot harvesting operations. So it's definitely someone important and, and, He's very easy to get in contact with. You can contact him on Twitter. He gives you information and he'll say, listen, you can DM me if you for anything in, in reference to elections. So Scott Pressler is definitely a resource everyone should have in mind if they have questions about ballot harvesting or starting a ballot harvesting operation and doing it legally. Most states it's legal. Some states it's not. It what? is. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good um, question. No, so, Scott Pressler does, does amazing work. Brandy's in the chat and she's like, I can't stand that. I can only communicate uh, via text and I can't call in Brandy. Let's set up a, uh, a Twitter space again this week. People like that. Uh, let's do it. Do one in the afternoon. If we can, uh, let's try to pick a day. I'll text you about that. Uh, figure out a day that Alan's available in the afternoon. So yeah, I got to look at my schedule. I know. I think I have a hairy week this week. I'm not sure. Maybe but, next uh, week or the weekend, whenever we'll figure it out. So you were talking about this Hollywood writers strike. And so they're already saying that they're anticipating it to last weeks. They don't know. And, uh, but the, the writers, they're having these, you know, big LA and New York rallies with, with stars showing up and everything. Um, yeah, the writers guild of America, this is the strike will likely last weeks as the union plans, two major rallies, in Los Angeles and New York for May 15th. So I guess maybe two rallies on the same day. And they're saying there's no there's no telling how long 
the Writers Guild of America strike will last, but as it enters its second day, and this was on, this was yesterday, so I guess today's the second day, uh, guild leaders expect it to, or this is a third day, to still be going by May 15th when they're planning to stage massive rallies on both coasts. Um, the last rider strike in 2007, 2008 lasted 100 days, and the one before that in 1988 lasted 153 days. The May 15th rallies will likely feature top-level talent giving rousing speeches to big crowds. Turnout is expected to be huge. Um, so, I mean, uh, why? why is it expected to be huge? I don't know. I mean, like who the fuck the, cares about who the like? Honestly, why are they striking? The is, it, is it is it money? Why are they even striking? I don't even I know. I have no idea, Alan. I really don't care. I mean, they're they're, they're shit writers. They're fucking terrible. They're they're they're, oh. they're not good. Here, um, Breitbart reported this. Hollywood writers went on strike late Monday after the ma- the major studios and failed. Uh, to renew a contract with the Writers Guild of America, putting a halt to late-night television and other streaming shows that have not yet entered production. Uh, Among the hardest hit will be the late-night comedy shows, including those hosted by Jimmy Kimmel and Steve Colbert, who rely on teams of writers to think up their nightly monologues in which they frequently rail against conservatives and all things Trump. The Writers Guild of America authorized a strike Monday night after negotiations with the studios and networks failed to produce an agreement It'll, it'll again, the first time of the job since 2007. Bring in the replacements. Let's they're, go. They're prim- primarily, they, they want uh, better compensation in terms of residuals in the midst of the streaming revolution, arguing that shorter television seasons have harmed their bottom line. Okay. So what does that even... So this is a big deal. This only became a big deal because... It affects the writers of the late night shows. Mm-hmm. And I find the timing of this very interesting because, like you said, they talk very political. And now all of this information about Joey Bag of Donuts and the Biden family are coming out. And the late night shows don't have to mention any of it. It's no longer no. like, hey, hey, the late night shows isn't talking about it. They're not bringing it up where they would if it was Donald Trump. Like, we can't point that out anymore because there is no late night show. But so I, I, I mostly agree with you with it, but they can choose not to talk about anything that goes on with Joe Biden. Although of course, but some of them probably it would, would lightly. It but, would be, it wouldn't look good if they didn't though, because of what's going on and okay. how they've acted previously. But they could probably do it lightly because there's enough, that, whether it's true, made up or embellished, Literally, <clears throat> they could talk about Donald Trump every night, every mm-hmm. night from every time he puts something out on Truth Social to every statement he puts out to, I mean, all the bullshit in this civil rape trial and, and stuff and all of his sound bites. I mean, they could literally gangbang on Trump every night of the week for the full duration of the show, plus other conservatives like Firebrands. They can they can go after Marjorie Taylor Greene. They can go after Matt Gates. I mean, literally Jim Jordan. Anything and everything they could go after these people on. And they already do, but they do. So <clears throat> I find it interesting that like they're not. So meaning like there's so much they could talk about. And and again, gangbang on on Republicans and and Donald Trump, 
and they're, and they're not doing it. Is it because they would be forced to mention something about Joe Biden? But see, they they could talk about things about Joe Biden that have nothing to do with Hunter Biden, his charges, the laptop or anything else. I mean, they could turn around and make stupid comments about, you know, uh, KJP in the briefing room and 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 how and how funny and great she is and how she she torments Peter Ducey by telling him to not not be dramatic and all this other bullshit. I'm or surprised he has a job, Peter Ducey. Or literally, yeah, or literally slam the shit out of um, uh, like uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, just slam the shit out of Kamala Harris. I mean, they they well, they don't care about her as the vice president. Which, by the way, they made her. <laughs> I love it. They take they take the member of the Biden regime with the actual artificial intelligence and make her in charge of the artificial intelligence dealing with the with the AI companies. Like I I, I love it because she's it. done so much work at the border. She's done <laughs> such a great job being the border czar. She should be now 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 be put in charge of all of the ai that's clearly dangerous they've to done, humanity they've done great things at the border i don't know what you're talking about they're sending biden's biden's sending 1500 soldiers down there right now national guard is it na- i don't even is it national guard i don't think no it's not national guard it's actual it's actual uh service members like i don't think it's a national guard it's actual i think it's actual like military because yeah, fifteen hundred, and they already all they're going to be doing is processing and driving buses. That's oh, all they're doing. So, so secretary, all over the country. Oh, so they're literally only there because Title Forty Two is expiring on the eleventh. Mm-hmm. And the numbers that they're saying, like, I think in Texas alone, they're saying that there are seven hundred thousand. It's it's more actually. It's from what I'm hearing, it's over a million. People yep. are huddled up, waiting in pockets, waiting to flood the border. El, pa- El Paso, Texas, is a com- it's complete mayhem. I, like they, they're the city of El Paso is declared a state of emergency because they're all they're like being overrun. It's complete panic and pandemonium with with trying to get these migrants emergency food and all this shit. They're going crazy, and it's going to be like that movie, that zombie movie where they're all climbing the wall and shit because there's going to be so many of them. They're talking over 10,000 a day. And here's the thing. It's just, you know, there's over 100 countries that have already come over illegally. And it's, it's a lot of Europeans, a lot of, you know, Ukrainians, Russians, Chinese nationals, like Middle Eastern, so many people coming over. And it is going to be complete mayhem and chaos they're going to be so overwhelmed and literally like if this was if if this was a mitigation operation of say like if we were in the into the next presidential uh um term and let's say donald trump was in there yeah he would be sending 1500 military members down there to throw them all back over the border and hold the line but that's not What's the headlines would be nuts, dude. They'd be they'd be going, oh, Donald Trump is going to war with Mexican immigrants, and well, like he's going to send well, sh- soldiers down there to mow them down. But which they should do anyway. But the point is, like, <coughs> like literally, yeah. um, um, they they're sending them down there to help with processing, not to keep people out. They're not going down there to keep people out, and they're. 
right now because of title 42 like ice agents um was it uh the other day were under because title 42 allows them to send people back ice agents were able to expel it was like 133 migrants on a plane back to guatemala because title 42 is there once title 42 is gone they're not going to be able to get anybody out nope so beat.com it's um beta yeah yeah there's a lot of them it's gonna be it's gonna be wild and there's <clears throat> no it's gonna it's gonna get really fucking wild and and all at the same time alan all while this is going on at our southern border uh they're having false flag attacks on uh vladimir putin to take out his take him out with a drone yeah, which 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 there, it's funny because it's like that was such a flash in the pan. Like, all right, that that whole bullshit thing, and then they were saying like, oh, was it Ukraine Ukrainian drones? And then they were like, Russia was apparently was now blaming us. Like, it's uh, we're gonna first of all, the United States is not a, a trying to assassinate Vladimir Putin with two drones at the Kremlin. I mean, let's let's. And he wasn't even there. When he right. I'm saying, well, it's like face reality that that is not an operation that the United States would 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 undertake. Now, well, well, to be fair, Alan, to be fair, our current administration is a complete disaster. They're completely incompetent. The people that are running our military are completely incompetent, and they are all banging the war drums desperately, trying to get World War Three going. And it's very possible that maybe we didn't have direct involvement where we were manning the drones and uh, flying it, but we were, you know, over the shoulder of Ukraine, be like, all right, here's what we're going to do so we can get this war kicked off. Because you start to look into the assassination of Franz Ferdinand, false flag, Gulf of Tonkin, false flag, uh, 9-11, false flag. Like all of these events that got us into these Pearl Harbor, false flag. All of these events that got us into these major wars were false flag events. They were all false flag events, every single one. And we're literally, we have troops in Ukraine right now without congressional approval. That's been confirmed. We are uh, sending billions and billions and billions of dollars over to them and weapons, and we're sending more fi- another $500 million. Is it three, yeah, like 500 or 300 million? 500. You sure it's uh, 500? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 500. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's five or 300, to be honest at this point, because it's, no. it, you know, it, well, right now it's pocket change because it's, it's only million. It's not yeah, even compared to the, the, the hundreds of billions that we've sent. Um, but which, Ke- which Kevin McCarthy's agreeing to, apparently. Which, again, I saw this coming, a totasos. Um, but at the same time, I'm very interested to see the response from, you know, the Gates, the Lauren Boberts. Uh, you know, because because of the clauses that that were put in to put him as the speaker, I'm I'm interested if this is one of those things that go against uh those clauses because this is a big deal. I don't think there was any, I don't think there was anything in relative to directly with Ukraine and those clauses, so it would it would have to uh, you know. I I I would I I would be willing to bet there was. I'm I'm I'm. I'm oh, they 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 had posts. They had. It was around. I don't think there's anything directly as far as Ukraine in there, but neither here nor there. I don't think anyone's going to have the balls to do it, to be honest with you. So I'm with you on that. That I, I, I agree with. But 
I'm interested to see either way, uh, you know, if someone does have the balls to do it. No, it ain't going uh, anywhere. But, it is, but, but my, point, my point being, Alan, is, you know, we have all of these events going on inside of our country, this huge racial tension that they're now pushing. Uh, you can already see that, set, that, that boiling. Then you have what's going on down at the southern border, plus the economy. Then you factor in these false flag events that are going on in Russia when our country – mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that Russia and China don't – China maybe. We'll see what they do with Taiwan. But again, where their aggressors over there were putting aircraft carriers in between Taiwan and China uh, in the ocean out there. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of things that make us more as out as the aggressor, which, you know, if they were doing that to us, if they were putting aircraft craft carriers in between like Cuba and Florida, we'd be like, yo, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, so. I don't necessarily think that they that Cuba, that China and Russia want a war situation at this point right now, maybe eventually, but at this point, especially Russia, because if Russia wanted a war, we've talked about it on this show, they would decimate Ukraine. Ukraine would have been wiped off the fucking map. And this is why, uh, this is why this drone strike on the Kremlin uh, has false flag written all over it. Because if Vladimir Putin feels like his life is in danger, and they're attacking his life personally, he may then kick off the war, which is what they're trying to do very badly because they want that those optics of, you know, Putin is invading Ukraine and, you know, dropping yeah. huge bombs, shutting off their electric. They want those optics. And yeah. that would be a good way to do it, would be to, to uh, attack him personally. But what's interesting is, is that whole drone thing that happened they're literally it's not even a big topic anymore like there's really nobody talking about it like of course well at least here in the united states well that's what i mean here like no no no, nobody's nobody's talking about like oh my god the drones are now uh, attacking the kremlin trying to assassinate putin like this is going to be you know world war three and and all this other shit and then you know the comments where you know russia's blaming us nothing there's like it's like not even a story any anymore which is which is wild. I agree with you. I wonder why they're not pushing it as as hard as they would. Uh, but maybe 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 it's because they don't want that highlighted. So when uh, when when if and when Putin does attack, they can say it was unprovoked. Like oh he he's attacking unprovoked and leave because people have such short term memories. We know this. They they forget things that happen very quickly. Uh, especially if it's not being talked about. Recency bias is definitely a thing. Um, they won't even remember that a drone strike uh, hit, hit the Kremlin. They'll just be like, oh, Putin, the, the headlines will say Putin's attacking un, un, unprovoked, this, that, and the other, dropping nuclear, you know, dropping missiles and turning off power, et cetera, uh, shutting off the food. He's pulling a Stalin and he's going to starve Ukraine. Um, you know, I could see the headlines already. And, uh, then they won't have to. They they won't have any reason for that for these idiots, these headline researchers, to say no. It's not unprovoked. They attacked him. They dro- They they try to take him out with a drone. Yeah, they, that's why they're not they're not covering it in detail because they do yeah. do that as well. You know, if it doesn't fit their narrative, 
which that would go against their narrative that he would, you know, really think about it. Why? Like the American people, like me personally, looking into this, I'm pissed the fuck off. Like, why is this happening? What the fuck? Like we're, we're literally knocking on the door of world war three. And now all of a sudden this drone strike is happening, whether he was there or not. Uh, this is pushing us closer towards that that World War Three, which would be a terrible outcome no matter how you slice it. Yeah, it, it, it's true. I wanted to just um, go back to the border quick because... Yeah, uh, circle back, Jim Sox style. Let's do it. May, Mayorkas um, was, I think, down to the border today. And he went, wait a second. No way. He, was, he well, went he did, down to the border? He did a press conference. Yeah, yeah, about, about what's going on. And he was asked... Um, he he literally states he's not worried about Title Forty Two ending because again, of course not. He says the board is secure because they're maximizing their resources for the most effective results. And that is the well. That is a great that is a great word salad sandwich. Um, I want to see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear it. Let me know, uh, James, if we if if we're hearing this. But this was uh, I think today down at the border. Now to the border crisis with officials bracing for a rush of migrants when that pandemic border restriction known as Title 42 expires next week. The Biden administration facing bipartisan criticism. And tonight, the Homeland Security Secretary is responding in an interview with Julia Ainsley. Tonight, just a week from the lifting of that border restriction known as Title 42, growing numbers of migrants crossing into the U.S., all as the Border Patrol expects illegal border crossings will spike to 10,000 per day when Title 42 lifts. Are you worried about Title 42 lifting next week? I'm not worried about uh, Title 42 lifting. We recognize the challenge at the border. Our responsibility is to plan and to execute on those plans, and that is indeed what we have done and continue to do. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas here to talk to border agents. The Biden administration has faced criticism over its border policies amid a record number of illegal border crossings. Mayork is insisting the policies are working. Is our border secure? Our border is secure. The border is secure because we are maximizing our resources to deliver the most effective results to our border with the most extraordinary workforce in the world. But Hidalgo County Sheriff Eddie Guerra disagrees. Is our border secure? Well. I can tell you no. There's a lot of places on the southwest southwestern border that the our federal partners do not have control. As for the bipartisan proposal in Congress to extend Title 42, Secretary Mayorkas told us that the Biden administration has already tried to end Title 42 several times, and now is the time to do so. Lester. So, literally, um, you have a sheriff, a border sheriff who's down there every day dealing with this every day in these jurisdictions. And mm -hmm. they're saying the border is not secure too. So what, what boggles my mind is that this unelected bureaucrat, political appointee, Mayorkas, who should be impeached for dereliction of duty, sits up in Washington and can sit there and say that the border is secure from his desk and then come down there and look like, you know, he, he cares and say it again. When After they probably prepped the area that he was going to be in to make well, it look. Well, they, well, they did because I heard 
that we do. they were busing migrants away from the area he mm-hmm. was going to be. That's what they did when Joey Bag of Donuts went down there. They made it yeah. look like no one was there. It was perfectly clean in that little block, but you leave that little area, it was a shit show. You have American people watching this, watching what's unfolding there, knowing that the border is not secure because they're coming in droves every which way. They're overwhelming the border. And then these people will believe their lies and they will still sit there and say, no, 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 no. The border is secure where everything every everything is uh hunky dory. Is 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 hunky dory. And then you have places like El Paso, where I'm gonna try to play another one in more You don't want a second. Of course, you know, it's got an ad, so um that there are a state of emergencies because shit is going so crazy that they're like camping on streets, like just migrants coming and they're camping on American city streets. And these people with a straight face will say, we're doing everything we can. But the- what was that word? Sa- what was the word salad that he used? Uh, we're using all of our resources. Oh. the most. All the resources, yeah, in, in the most effective way possible, and we have the you know the the largest and, and biggest uh, you know workforce. So this is uh, this is El Paso, Texas. We're gonna play this. Uh, video. Check this out. This was on May third, El Paso, Texas. All illegal migrants in an American city. This is coming to a city near you after Title Forty Two is done. Look at this. Sleeping in, nowhere to go. Camping out, tents and tarps. Look at that. No, we we did the same thing when 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 they when Joe Biden went down uh, to mm-hmm. visit himself. We 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 played it on the show and we had all the videos of how, yeah. how the befores and afters. It's it it was it's so bad. It looks like San Francisco. It looks like New York City. It looks like L.A. Uh, but those are actually American citizens. These are uh, illegal immigrants who, who don't belong here. Uh, they're here illegally. If they wanted to come and migrate legally and come into our country, we'd welcome with them, them with open arms. But these people are just coming across. And, and I'll tell you right now, I guarantee that there's, uh, whether it's the cartel or Soros money or a combination of both that are busing them around, that are getting them, you know, so... Well, there are probably NGOs that that are that are great that that I think there are NGOs that are probably Soros tied somehow that are actually getting funded by the government. Yes, and they're they're going around. They're they're like, hey, we'll give you a better life in America, busting them up, and then taking the photo op because I love seeing everybody in the nice brand new white tees and you know shoes that are in perfect condition with their cell phones walking around. Yeah, yeah, walking around totally fine and look like they and and then they get back on the bus after the photo op is done and uh we continue our journey. Yep. You know, like it, it's it's the same old playbook. It's nothing new. It's nothing that we haven't seen before. But the reason why I uh I think it's important is because it's it's been bad. It's been really really bad at the border for a while now. Sure. And, and it's, it's not getting any better. It's going to get worse. Well, that's my point. When Title 42 gets eventually removed, which 
at this point, it looks like it's going to happen. Um, it's going to get much, much worse. It's going to explode how bad it's going to be. Um, and and they're literally not- going to bust them everywhere. And you know what? You know what's going to happen too. Just wait, because it's going to get worse. They're going to be busing them to red cities and states everywhere. Oh, big time. Everywhere. 100%. 100%. And they're going to use it just like the movie Gangs of New York. They literally... Keep, yeah. Pull them off the bus. Vote Tammany. Vote Tammany. Make sure you vote Tammany. And if they can somehow figure out an amnesty bill, which I think when it would, would die, it wouldn't work, but figure... they. Here's the thing with Democrats, too. They're never in a rush to do anything, okay? Because let's face it, the millions of people that are here now and that are going to be coming here illegally are not overnight getting thrown out of this country. A large majority of them are here to stay forever, Mm -hmm. okay? Forever. People have to understand that, well, when if if Donald Trump becomes president, he'll deport all these people. He'll deport as many as he possibly can. I mean, the, the the border will get shut down. They will do massive deportations, but you will not make a dent. And this is the one thing that I have to credit the Democrats for is their patience and their timing and the way they do things and orchestrate it. Because, again, all this is is the largest – attempt at voter registration in modern American history because it it's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen for the 2024 election. But at some point in places, these illegal aliens who broke the law coming here will be able to vote. There well, will be many of them that will be able to vote. Alan, it's it's straight out of Solinsky's rules for radicals. It's straight out of the communist playbook. It's straight like it's it's not like we don't know what they're trying to do. They're very good at the long game. So uh, it's it's I I don't know if I give them credit. I just look at who is infiltrated and been involved in the and in in these actions. It's the same play. They've been doing it forever, and they're very good at it. You're right. They are very very good at it. Uh, and, but, but I'll tell you right now, this is the first time in, in, in a, a very long time, whether it, it, it's even in multiple generations where people are picking up on this kind of, uh, of infiltration and this long play Pe- before people had no idea, but people are actually like, all right, I get it they're, now. I they're what not they're even trying. hiding it. They're not no, even they're not. hiding it. Not. They used to hide it, sure. but they're not, any, they're not, so, they're, they're not at all. So like you'll get, you know, down the road, maybe. I don't even know if maybe the the 2026 midterms or the 2028 presidential election, if you'll see any of these people being able to vote. It's possible depending on where and what state and whatever. Who knows? Who knows? And and I'm not even talking about national elections. I'm talking about local elections because that's where it all starts. Okay? That's where it's most important. I mean, literally, if there are places now in California where you don't have to be an American citizen to be a law enforcement officer now. So literally. So – They'll they'll play the long game. They'll do that. And this is where I said, I said it months back during, I think, the primary season. I said, if this is going to be the case, just like mentioning earlier about voting on election day for Republicans is a failed operation. It doesn't work. 
where we have to get involved in mail-ins. We have to get involved in the ballot harvesting. We don't want to, but we have to. It's a necessity. It's necessary. Yes. yes. Otherwise, we lose every time. The, it's, it's the same thing with these migrants. If they are going to, in fact, at some point be able to vote, then Republican organizations need to harness some of these people into attempting to get them to vote and become conservatives. Well, it's a good point, Alan, because this is something that uh, I think escaped the Democrats. And I'd actually, it's funny that you say this now, because I wish we talked about this a little on Tuesday and got the opinions of Bella and Linda about this, because they're in Miami, where it's a very heavily... Uh, uh, Latin population, a lot of from all over Cuban, a lot of Cubans, but you know, a lot every, of every Cuban will come here and they'll vote conservative. Every Cuban, but but it's not just Cubans. Like a lot of uh, these South American nations, they come from communist regimes, and they tr they understand what true socialism is. So at first, they, some of them may be hoodwinked and they may be tricked to think the Democrat Party has their best interest because they're very good at making them feel like. Uh, in the in the short term, that they're looking out for their best interests. Like I'll give you a little bit of government money. I'll give you, uh, you know, some food stamps. I'll give you this, that, and the other, so you don't have to pay for that. It's it's never enough to like be comfortable, but it's enough to survive, kind of thing. And then and then uh, they'll be like, okay, I'm going to vote for them because they're trying to help me out. And then they'll they'll realize after living here for a period of time, they're like, wait a second, no, 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 this is what I left. This is right. they're, they're pushing what I left and then they'll switch that that happens a lot where they start off, you know, thinking that they're Democrat because that's who's giving them all the benefits. But then as things as time goes on, they quickly realize because you look at, at, at those cultures, they're very family oriented. They're very religious. Like a lot of them are, have very conservative values. They just they're not they're, they're very poor people because they come from very poor countries. So they're they're tricked by the handouts of the Democrats. And this is how they got the black community. Uh, they gave them the handouts with the welfare and the food stamps, and they got them voting Democrats. Because you talk like our 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 our, uh, our good buddy Jesse Jesse Lee, uh, he talks about it all the time. He's like, I grew up during Jim Crow. He's like, we were better off during Jim Crow than we are now because we thought for ourselves, we did for ourselves, we had our own businesses, we yeah. raised our family, we weren't aborting our children, um, and and it, it's very interesting to see the same tactics being played on the immigrants coming across the border. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And we have to also realize it's not just Hispanics, it's Europeans, it's, it's Chinese nationals, Ukraine, Middle Russia, Easterns. Middle East. so like if these people are coming here and listen, a lot of them are coming here. Yeah. They, they, they see what can, what they can become in America. They can, they see the opportunity, and yes, of course, you have a lot of them that are criminals and they're emptying out prisons and things like that. But I think I think just along with things like ballot harvesting and playing fire with fire with the mail-in ballots, it's Republicans should really you have to realize like they're not leaving. They're not going away. So if they're here, mark Listen. my words, at some point they are going to vote in an election. How Alan, do you want them to vote? Alan, I'd go as far as saying even starting to look at voting records of people 
who don't vote often or have, have voted a long time ago and haven't voted in a decade and start filling out ballots for them and putting it in. I, I'd go as far as even doing things like that. Because really? this is what the Democrats are doing. This is what they're doing. They're looking at, they're, they're, they're finding people. What, what are you that, talking about voting for people? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. No. Absolutely. That's what they're doing. Fuck it. Let's do it too. No. No. Because that's what they're doing. They're, 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 and they're doing it with dead people too. Like that's how 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 blatant they that can, they're doing it. They that's do that. They can do that all they want. I would never ever want to hang my hat on and saying we won because we did illegal lying and cheating like them. Are but, they doing that? Uh, they might be. One hundred percent. That doesn't. That, that, that doesn't. But that doesn't mean I would. I would want to do that. I would be completely against that. Like completely. I'm 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 at the point now where if they want to play the game, let's play it too. We uh, can play it better. Like I said, there's a better way to play it. There's an organized way to play it. It has to be put into motion in certain parts where you can do it and it can be done the right legal way and it can work because the infrastructure is already there. Ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots, it's already there. We have to harness it. We have to do it because I don't think I'm going to vote in person in the, in, the, in the Republican primary. If they do early voting, I'm going to vote early. If they, if they do it, if they're going to do it in the presidential election, I'm going to vote early. And what, I, do we, what do we do about the, the adjudication, though? What do we do about that? Because there's a big issue with that where – they're taking votes and they're sending them to adjudication. We know for a fact that they were taking votes that were clear for Trump and saying, "Oh, uh, I couldn't really read it. They must have voted for Biden and marking well, a that Trump is, and that Biden, is that is which, another tremendous, which, tremendous reason right there. It's for people to get off their asses and get in the seats of poll watchers and poll and, and vote counters and auditors and whatever other position there is. If you're leaving a seat empty for a Republican, a Democrat ass is going to fill it. I see it time and time again. Absolutely. The laziness, the absolutely laziness. I, I think it's it's it has changed. I I, I we saw the, the most turnout in for any for Republicans getting involved in elections in in the midterms. Um, we 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 saw a lot of people watching, and it still didn't work. The adjudication process is a huge issue. That they get around because not only I don't I don't not, have, only, I don't, mm -hmm. not only is it uh, a vote for Biden when they're taking that, but it's also a double vote because it's taking away a vote that would normally be for Trump. It's above uh, my pay grade. I don't have a solution to that, and I'm sure there are people that will will hopefully figure figure things like that out. I'm 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 concerned about things that as regular American voters. And, and regular Americans that want to get involved in the process can actually physically do and get involved in. Um, because again, the problem is getting the people off their asses to do things like this. There are the proud few that will do it every time. And then there are people that will say, well, we should be doing this, or this is a good idea. And then when the time comes is, oh, I'm busy. I can't do it. And... Well, yeah, that's everybody's excuse. It is a major, 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 major problem. It is, and and this is this is uh, a major issue. Not only not only is it a major issue uh, because 
we're very lazy, but we're also a fractured party. Like the Democrats are very good at all falling in line and getting behind the same person or getting behind the same cause, no matter what it is. Uh, we are all over the place. Uh, we are all over the place. And it's because of lack of loyalty. It's because the uniparty is being exposed. The establishment, the deep state rhinos are being exposed, which is, which is a good thing, but it, it, it hurts us as a voter because there are some people that don't see things from a 50,000 foot view. They see things very narrowly and, uh, and get emotionally attached and uh, emotionally invested in things. Um, and it's unfortunate. We, we have to, we have to get through this blood sport of a primary that's going to go on. I'm I'm so excited for it. Um, and once we get through that, and we're stepping over bodies, and we're hopefully reconciling sides, um, we can hopefully then go through and fight like hell to get through the general and in the hopes that Donald Trump is the nominee because, and this is going to be another thing, the complacency is going to come in. I know it and I fear it and I'm concerned about it. And Donald Trump becomes the nominee. God willing is we've won nothing yet. Agreed. And, and you're going to get the look at this. We're going to have a landslide. And I get the, the, I don't want to call it rhetoric. I get the pep talks, I guess, lack of a better word, the encouraging optics and encouraging theater of MAGA and America first, and Donald Trump, and we're going to take America back and we're going to grab them by the pussy. And, but we, we have to actually do it and we can't just Agreed. talk about it and we can't. Agreed. We, can't, we, we have, we have, we have beat this drum. We have beat this drum before and I'm a hundred percent with you. Cause you're absolutely right. We can't get complacent. We can't think uh, that we won just because of all the hype and, and just believe the hype train. We have to execute. We have to take action 100%. But there's a lot of things that are happening that are a little different than before. For example, and I want to uh, hear what you expect and what you think is going to happen, but, our man Don Donnie is doing a town hall with CNN yeah, on Wednesday. This is very interesting. So, and it's, listen. I like it. I like I, it. Go, I, go I, right I, in the lion's den. Go right into the lion's den and do it. Well, one, it's, you have, it, independents watch CNN. They do. Yes. I mean, yes. listen, people yes. on the right watch CNN. I think people should watch CNN. I think people should watch things from both sides. Like, I'm not one of those people, oh, cancel this one, cancel that one. I think it's all bullshit. This, and of course, because we're in primary bullshit. season, DeSantis is the people are like, oh, look, he's, you know, placating to the left and he's going on their platform and all this jerk off nonsense. Like, first of all, Ron DeSantis would not have the balls to do a CNN town hall. Uh -uh. And this has nothing to do with a debate because the other thing is, well, Donald Trump says he doesn't want to do a GOP debate, but he'll go on CNN town hall. Well, retards, if you knew the difference between a town hall and a debate and how debates are run, and when they go to the campaigns and they try to, to, to 
figure out how the debate rules and everything are, and they don't even go to Donald Trump. Donald Trump has a problem with that. It's like, why am I pe- people not even, why should I agree to debate when you're not even coming to my people and my camp and my campaign talking about the details of the debate, which, well, whatever. But yeah, CNN Town Hall, he's got balls of steel walking into the lines then because the mod between the moderator and you know that they are going to put plants in there to ask key questions and to make sure these people are heard. I'm sure you're going to hear things about the civil rape case. You're probably going to hear things about January 6th. You're going to hear things about the uh, documents. They are going to try, try to throw shade on him. And this is really going to show people how he can persevere and and come out of this smelling like roses because he is not afraid to answer questions and he's not afraid he's to dominate. Well, well, I you see you see him answering questions in these videos that are coming out about the civil rape rape case. Which I'm glad you brought that up because I have one of them. I literally, I mean, first of all, this woman E. Jean Carroll is completely mentally disturbed. She's out of her fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump gives the best sound bites on the internet, known to Ever. man, hands down. There's no better. And they CNN put out a sound bite of one of his of his deposition um, in, in this case, and he literally does not give a fuck. And I'm sorry, but no, anyone, he doesn't. anyone who is um, accused of something. And- that she's not my type. Doesn't nonchalantly come out and 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 say the things that that he says. Like if you're accused of something and maybe you did it or you're worried, you don't come out and just blatantly put it on blast and talk about why it didn't happen and say the things he does. Like literally, just 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 listen to this. I already know what clip she's it is. Yeah, because it's not politically correct to say it, and I know that, but I'll say it anyway. She's accusing me of rape. A woman that I have no idea who she is. It came out of the blue. She's accusing me of rape, of raping her. Raping the her. The worst thing you can do, the worst charge. And and you know it's you know it's not true too. You're a political operative also. You're dis- <laughs> you're a disgrace. Right to his face. You're a disgrace. And it never took place. And I will tell you, I made that statement and I said, well, it's politically incorrect. She's not my type, and that's a hundred percent true. She's not. <laughs> She's not my type. Like, I mean, come on. She's saying, "No, I'm, I'm good. I'd rather, I'd rather." Um, like, I wouldn't bang before. her with your dick and him pushing. Yeah, that's exactly. basically what he said. Uh-huh. Not my type. I mean, have you seen my types? Have you seen the broads that I banged as a billionaire tycoon? Have you seen my wife, my current yeah. wife? Like have you have you seen the tale like the even even the black girl that I dated forever she was a dime that model uh you know he he he's his the the feathers in that guy's cap as a bachelor in New York City probably rival some of the best I, I I'd be willing to bet and 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 they grilled him I hope you have this clip as well they grilled him about uh the the grab him by the pussy uh comment in yeah, this I'm, I'm, I'm not um someone in the chat says james what do you mean even the black girl was pretty 
Yeah, she was fucking a smoke. Yeah. So yeah, she's I gorgeous. Have another one here. Let me see. Like he's got he 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 dates beautiful beautiful women. I'm not sure if this is the one. From all over the world, like that, like like he's but, constantly. Yeah, I mean, women, women always found them, found them charming and attractive. You know, it is what it is. It's, I mean, the guys, you're in it, you're in a, you're in it on a different level when you're at that Donald Trump level, especially back yeah. in the day. You know, and his wife's from Eastern Europe, Eastern European. He yeah. dates women from all over the world and they're all smokes. So I think this is the one. Let me see. And you say, and yeah. again, this has become very famous in this video. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. <laughs> it's true with stars? That's true. You can grab women by the pussy? Well, that's what it's... If you look over the last million years, I guess that's been <laughs> largely true. Not always, but largely true. Unfortunately or fortunately. And you consider yourself uh, to be a star. Say that. I think you can say that, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't beat the sound bites. And I love how people are so offended by this. Oh, they can't I mean, stand. I mean, it's again just something else. And what's great is how the left spins this the average leftist these assholes were like he's going through a rape case it's a fucking civil case it's not a criminal case it's a civil i don't even think he really knows this woman he doesn't he says he he never met her before like or I, I don't know if he never met her or what the story like i mean come on it's it's one of these things where it's what it's like these broads that accuse these sports stars of rape oh, you know yeah, we like, talked about it all uh, before i mean it's, it's just come on like if you're you're at a certain level and you're out there and you're dealing with these women models just w whether they're if the models or whoever they are just women of a certain caliber or mindset who are around these billionaires and multi-millionaires if they can figure out a way to monopolize on these millionaires and billionaires sometimes they do it not all of them Sometimes, sometimes they want to be grabbed by the pussy, you know, and, and then get upset about it. Um, you know, it is what it is. But that's, that's the reality. That is the reality for a lot of these famous people. Like I've said it before, I've, uh, had the opportunity to meet and speak with some, uh, athletes that are, did very well in, in sports, in the profession, in, in, in the professional, uh, level. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me that like before the season that they would have meetings with all the guys on the team. Like, Hey, listen, like, you know, make sure you're, you're very careful about these women because they'd come out of the lobbies of the hotel and there'd be a, a, a litter. It's like, you're going to the bunny ranch in Las Vegas and you get to pick whatever girl you want to take with you. Cause they're all waiting and they're all praying to get knocked up or, uh, you know, get lucky. And, uh, and that's just the way it is. Now you're talking about an athlete who's making, you know, a couple million dollars, maybe, maybe some, you know, a few of them on the team, maybe making, you know, 10, 20, $30 million, you know, maybe one's making, you know, 60, $70 million on the team, one superstar, but 
Donald Trump's a billionaire. <laughs> this guy walks into the room Billions. and and he's the biggest swinging dick. Like oh. like in in most cases, there's very rare occasions where I'm sure they're in his company. He's probably with the people that have more money than him if he's at a place that has wow. that someone's there that is more successful in a bigger swinging dick. But like girls are throwing themselves at him to maybe get pre- like oh if i if i if i can get you know knocked up by him i'm i'm set yeah you yeah. know i you know it'd be crazy and i bet you i bet you he would make millions if on millions. the trump on the trump store if he sold red bikini bottoms and on the front it said grab here and on the back it said trump 2024 i guarantee that they would sell out in fucking hours. Can we make those? I, I they wouldn't buy them from us. I literally, no. I mean, maybe, but I, if I literally, you get the MAGA hat, and then you get the bikini bottoms, red, and on the front, grab here, and on the back, Trump twenty twenty four. He would probably sell out just like he did on both rounds of those nfts trading cards or whatever that he sold instantly oh absolutely absolutely yeah. i i re- re- really think about his hats his merch game like it's it's everywhere i'm already waiting to see fellow maga hat wearers out in the wild like i can't wait to see those again uh you know his merch game is is on another level and if he did something like that it would explode like <laughs> it would go in, I, I don't think they'd be able to make them as fast as they sold them. You would probably, you'd probably down in South Florida, you'd see them on every, every, uh, every like rollerblader on the boardwalk down yes, in Miami. Yes. You see the, the girls wearing the full Donald Trump face one, yeah. uh, one piece. Be, uh, bathing suit. So stupid. It's so funny though, dude. It's so amazing. It, <laughs> I look at some of, and, and it's funny because like, he doesn't he only like on it on the on the trump website they only sell a few things and even some of the stuff on there i laugh at but like some of the trump apparel that that just grifters or people have just made up to sell on their websites and stuff is some of it is so fucking cringe it's hilarious on some of this shit that they sell like he's riding on a dinosaur holding a sword and fucking has an eagle on his fucking shoulder and he's like Ultra Mega King, here I come! Fucking, it's, it's hilarious. Fun. It's pretty fucking funny, if you ask me. But to show Are me, show me another political figure. Show me another president that has the marketing potential as Donald Trump. You'll never find one. They'll never. There will never, ever, ever be another in our lifetime. There will be another. There will. There will not be another phenomenon like Donald Trump ever in our lifetime. No, maybe, he is. maybe you'll get someone down maybe maybe 50, 60 years from now. But let, let me let me ask you, let me ask you this, because it's interesting that you bring this up. I think back to history and think about historical figures throughout history. And, you know, obviously it depends on who's who's going to write the history of today's time. But 
I don't know if there's ever going to be a historical figure or ever was a historical figure that is like Donald Trump. No, no, I like, not again, not in our lifetime. It just goes no, but even before our lifetime, like like looking back at, oh. at like like even the 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 Winston Churchills, the Pat, like like different. it, it yeah. is different, but uh, at the same time, like it's a very uh unique person like a unique personality like there's been presidents that have been attacked there have been presidents that have been hated there have been presidents they've tried to to kill and have been killed um as and i don't even mean like as like i just mean as a as a person as an individual as a symbol of that's that's what i'm talking about like look at historical figures throughout history no and the impact that they made and what they were doing I don't think any of them compared to Donald Trump at this no, point. Like, no, I really don't. He, he, they don't. He's a phenomenon. He, he, he is. They broke the mold with him. He's literally done everything there is possibly to do as far as major life experiences from <clears throat> becoming a real estate mogul to a TV personality, to an author, to president of the United States without holding any other type of elected office. Like literally just, I'm running for president. And then, and then turned the country around and made it uh, the best it ever was. And uh, hated by so many people, but overnight hated by so many people by the people that loved him for decades loved him for decades up until the day he went down that escalator and declared he was running for president yep yep and then and then and then they fabricated uh case after case to try to 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 make him look like this big big bad boogeyman they failed every single time with impeachment one two russia 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 the entire time, and at this, at, while this is all going on, and attacking his family, his young, his young son, uh, he is getting gas prices to the lowest they've been in our lifetime, in my lifetime at least as an adult driver. Uh, the economy was booming. The uh, job markets, the unemployment was the lowest it's ever been uh, across the board. He was. Oh, uh, uh, you're wrong! Crazy. You're wrong, Joe Biden. Oh. Over 12 million jobs. The most, the most, the most jobs ever created in American history. Yeah. Yeah. I saw 50. They, they, I saw what's his name write something about it today. Uh, and one of these Twitter fucking liberal idiots that I don't even like look at anymore. Like I don't even like, like the, the Jer- Jojo from Jers and the Brooklyn defiant. Now all I see is these meatball Ron retards. Um, yeah, I get you know what I'm saying? Like I used to see all those liberal idiots. Now I saw these meatball Ron idiots and uh, I'm like, ah, I kind of miss the, uh, the Jojo's from Jers. I see, <laughs> I see. I still see her. I still see her. Um, I, I don't see as much. I don't see Brooklyn Defiant. Him too. He just declared. He just declared the other day. He uh, 
he just found out he has diabetes and is scared. And I sent him a picture of the never ending sugar getting poured into coffee. And I got fucking attacked because he's like, how can you do that? How can you be so heartless and make fun of the guy in his condition? And I literally wrote, if I said I had cancer and was going to die in two months, he would revel in my demise and count down the days until I die. And literally a leftist with all of the Ukraine flags. And actually the guy had syringes in his bio actually came back and said, you have a point. <laughs> like literally, I didn't say I wish he died. He said he was a diabetic and I I put a gif with a coffee cup with the never ending sugar being yeah. poured in the coffee. Yeah. <sighs> Just they, they get so butthurt and they do exactly what, People really take social media seriously. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like yeah, Jojo Jar, she begs for money to buy her house. Like, she has a thing where you can you can go on her. She has a website. You can pay her, I think it's like $500 a month. And like, she has tiers of memberships. I don't know if it's Patreon or it's something else. And literally, she'll do, excuse me, for $500 a month. You can have like personalized video calls with her and you can do this and you can do that. Like literally the, the grift is. Even, even if we were able to do something like that, like I don't want to like nothing against any, like I don't want to sit down and talk with somebody like one-on-one -on, -one on a regular basis. And, and then knowing, knowing that they're paying me money to hang out, like that's such an awkward conversation. Like, I mean, you're paying me to hang out. Like I'm not giving you anything except for my company and conversation. Like, but I mean, Hey, if she, if she's getting people to pay her $500 a month and she's not even putting their dick in her mouth and she, she, she's doing something right. I hate well, to say it. These people. It also, it also could be just like the book deals, just like uh, the art. It could be a way for them to funnel money her way for them to, literally do the things that they've been doing with everybody and bringing money into these people through other, other nefarious means rather than just paying them directly. These people aren't smart enough to be involved in shit like that. Some of these are retards. It it's <laughs> why it, yeah, I think her, yeah, her profile picture is like airbrushed and shit. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, without a doubt. Hold on. Hold on a second. Let me, let me pull this bitch up. She has 800 she has more followers. 858. <laughs> thousand five hundred followers um she's literally here here's her here's her twitter feed yeah her profile picture is is airbrushed as fuck because like when you look at her with uh without makeup she is a legit beast oh look here's some four hours ago here's something republicans don't want you to know President Biden has created 12.7 million jobs since he took office. That means we have remained, we have regained all of the jobs we lost during the pandemic and created 3 million more. Call him whatever nicknames you want. He's still getting shit done. Dark brand. What is he getting brand. done? When you, when people were forced out of work during COVID, their jobs didn't go away. They were there and they got them back after the fucking government scumbags allowed things to open back up. 
They did those jobs weren't created. They were always there. And and what happened to all the jobs that were coming here, like all the the car manufacturers that were coming back to America and all the steel workers that were steel steel mills that were opening up that left and didn't come back because of the current administration's new policies, like all those jobs, like people forget about all of that stuff. Uh, They just want to talk about the jobs that were already there that people stopped working at because of the China virus that are now going back to work finally because they can't get unemployment anymore or, uh, you know, they can't suck off the government's teeth. This was another one where when Donald Trump talked about job growth and stuff where they had to make sure he was not going to succeed. Another reason for the pandemic to make sure that he did not get credit for any jobs. Okay. Joe Biden did not create 12 million jobs like at all oh not at all where did these jobs come from they will they will list that donald trump lost jobs because of covid and he didn't he didn't so it it's it's insanity yes but this is her you know literally it's just it's just ridiculous Joe, 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 all of these influencers, all of them will just, and they will just spout lies, whatever the talking points are that they're emailed for the day so they can still get invited to events so that, you know, Brooklyn Defiant can still, Brooklyn Dad, whatever the fuck he is, can still get invited to the White House. Joe, Joe, Jers can still get invited to the White House because to them, it's they get access to these people, they get followings. Well, that's what Linda and Bella were saying on Tuesday that when the, yeah. the Meeple Run department was trying to recruit them. And it's nothing, and and it's nothing new. It's like we, we we knew that they're either getting paid with followings, some people are getting money, and some people are literally getting the access and invited to these ritzy events. Without that, a doubt, that's that's what is happening. So I wanted to get into quick before we wrap up this bank crisis bullshit that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Because I don't even I, I've I've looked at it and I'm like, all right, you know, shit's bad. Banks are one. There's one congresswoman. Um, God, I forget her name. Shit, she literally sold off. Um, God damn it! I had the article and I forgot. She like she knew that it was happening. Like she she sold. I don't know if she owned the bank or she she owned stocks and she sold it and bought J.P. Morgan Chase. Like all of this bullshit with the, with the back and forth with the with the knowing what's happening and of course the enriching themselves in Congress. Typical classic uh, news. Uh, what I, I really I really think it's it's all coordinated. I you you look at what's going on globally with. These countries in Sudan, for example, the reason why we have the issue in Sudan comes over to the fact that that they were going to join BRICS and they were going to stop using the U.S. dollar and they were going to allow Russia to build a a navy base over there. Um, Globally, the dollar, the U.S. dollar is collapsing. It's it's losing its power. It's losing its tariff ability. Like you're not going to be able to tariff people if they're not using your currency. 
they're using another currency. It's going to be a lot harder. Um, and then you see what's going on with these banks in our country. It, it seems like it's a coordinated attempt to, to collapse the U.S. dollar and right. bring in their uh, central bank digital currency. And uh, that's something that's right out of their 2030 agenda playbook um, that would give them more control. Uh, and this is why we're seeing these people sell off their shares and get out really quick. Same thing happened with the, the Silicon Bank. Uh, you know, all these guys sold, sold all their shares and got out and took out their money uh, days before. Like, it's, it's the same fucking playbook time and time again. So, uh, again, it, it seems like it's a coordinated attack on the U.S. dollar. They want to collapse the U.S. dollar so they can bring in their digital currency. You see this happening uh, in a lot of places. I, I don't know if you've gone to an event yet that they told you, oh, this is a cashless bar or this is a cashless restaurant. We don't take cash. We only no. take yeah, it's happened to me a few times at a few Yankee stadium. It's cashless. Uh, you can't get, you can't do anything with cash at Yankee stadium. It's completely cashless. Uh, I went to another event recently and it was cashless. Um, and now they're it's having, which is if you push it, it is technically against, um, it's like in New York, it's, it's in most places it's, it's against New York state law. Like they, they have to accept cash currency. Yan Yankee stadium is completely, you cannot pay cash. <laughs> Because they, if if you push it enough, they, they would have they would have to like like literally. And I, I think there's this certain criteria you have to make. Well, Yankee Stadium maybe not, but like if you go into a grocery store, yeah, they they cannot not accept cash. Uh, yeah, that, you go yeah, into a drugstore. Yeah. Um, necessities, grocery. necessities, yeah. but but yeah, it's cashless. Uh, and there's now things called reverse ATMs where now you can put in cash and it'll give you a prepaid debit card on the spot that you can use to go and pay at the cashless pay spot. Like the, this is things that they're doing. This is very it's real. And it's already happening. So uh, seeing all of that and then seeing the banks and knowing what they want to do with the digital currency and how much control that would give them, like Alan, think about it. If they have a digital currency that they have total control, which in yeah. these bills, in these bills that they're trying to pass, would outlaw any other uh, cryptocurrency. There would be no so it would it would eliminate all cryptocurrencies uh, in this bill. So think about this: if you were investing in crypto overnight, they'd sign a bill that would make everything that you have worthless, literally worthless. Like at least cash, you have some leg to stand on because you can convert it. Uh, but what are you going to do with your your cryptocurrency? I don't know if they're going to have a conversion. For I was, I was, I'm, I'm not into crypto. Was never into it. Still not. No, I'm very uh, nervous. I, 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 yeah. I think it could be a very smart investment, and I could be looking at myself twenty years down the road and be like, "Fuck, I, I should have," kind of thing. Yeah. But at the, at the same, at the same time, it, it, it depends on who controls it and what's going on, and seeing what the government wants to do. So, with they want to regulate crypto. I mean, they want, they want control over. over absolutely, but with all of that going on, Alan. Now they have total access to our uh, transactions, every transaction that we make. So like I can no longer go and buy, uh, you know, weeds legal, but like say I wanted to buy an eight bowl of Coke or I want to buy some acid. I can't like go and, you know, give this guy a hundred bucks cash and buy a 10 strip or, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't just do that. Now I have to give this guy cause they're, they're coming out with this new digital payment system called fed now. 
uh, and Fed Now is going to replace uh, Zelle, PayPal, uh, Venmo, and Cash App. Like th- these are all going to go by the wayside, and it's just a coincidence that the, the founder of Cash App gets stabbed to death in the streets <laughs> of San Francisco recently. Uh, kind of like when they brought in the Federal Reserve, what happened? Titanic went down, and uh, two people that were very against the Federal Reserve, very wealthy people, died. Um, it's very, very, very similar. Now, I'm sure this guy at Cash App was didn't want to comply with the Fed now regulations and wanted to stay independent. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. We're just gonna have some homeless person stab you to death and pay them with a the hot <laughs> Like, like, really think about it. This is what they do. They've done it time. time we, there's precedent set. So uh, th- this this digital currency is 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 terrifying because guess what? If they don't like what you're posting on the internet, Alan, if they don't like what you're doing or they don't like what you're buying, if they don't like what you're purchasing, like if you're buying too much red meat, they can stop you and shut down your payments. You can't use your money. You cannot access your money because they have total control and oversight over your money. You think the IRS is is. invading your privacy now you think the irs is is too involved in what you're doing with your financial life uh think about what they're going to be able to do when they have total unrestricted access to your account good luck you know but i like really think about it you're not going to be able to use cash like you you could be like all right well i got all the you know i i got all my money out of the bank i got it stored away in cash in the wall like it's it's safe well, where right. the fuck are you going to use it? Like you can't spend it. Like how are you going to get this? So, and, and and when you think about like, oh, how are they going to get this to happen? It's going to be exactly that. The businesses, the businesses are no longer going to be able to take cash. So they're going to pop up more of these reverse ATMs. You're going to put in your cash. They're going to take the cash. All of a sudden, all the cash is going to be out of circulation. It's going to be gone. If, if, and if, and when that does happen, um, I'm pretty sure you and I probably wouldn't be around anymore or very, very have a foot in the grave. I mean, it's um, in the gulag. Meh, meh. So I, I got that. So this Congresswoman, you know, Democrat, of course, representative Lois Frankel, she, uh, this was story was on May 1st. So first Republic was the, the, last bank that collapsed right um she sold shares of first republic bank as well as purchased stock in jp morgan uh, which on monday took over first republic following its collapse so this woman this congresswoman real ugly bitch too here she is here she is she looks like a fucking homeless woman she looks like she looks like the, the the angry nanny that beats your kids when you're at work. No, she looks like um uh what's the little things in Star Wars? Not the Wookiees, the uh Ewoks. He looks like a little Ewok. That's what she looks like. She looks like a bag of shit. Anyway, yeah. she she um so she would have to have okay. Because First Republic Bank, it was seized by California regulators and sold to J.P. Morgan Chase, and now J.P. Morgan Chase is assuming responsibilities for the debts and assets of First Republic Shock. Bank. Shock. So they were founded in 1985. They fell more than 75% last week after the bank announced 
that depositors withdrew $100 billion in March, which is, yeah, that's weird. The collapse comes amid weeks of turmoil in the U.S. banking industry. In March, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, and Signature Bank both failed, setting off concerns about potential looming widespread financial troubles. Following the SVB collapse, First Republic stock quickly began to drop, prompting an attempted rescue from several larger banks, which deposited $30 billion into the institution but ultimately failed to stop its collapse. And this woman, Lois Frankel, she's a Florida Democrat. She represents areas near West Palm Beach and is among those lawmakers who sold shares of First Republic Bank in the weeks leading up to its failure. According to a April 28th, 2023 financial report, she first sold shares to the bank on March 16th, following the SVP's collapse. Dude, are you surprised? Are you surprised? Oh, Shelly, 1204, we're brutal. What do you mean? How are we brutal? Do you hate our voices? Do you hate listening to us? Tell us. I don't know. I don't know how to take that. You guys are brutal. You mean how we talk or are we just, are we just really shitty people? You should tell us. Don't leave it yeah, open-ended like that. No, yeah, don't fucking, don't I tease like, me. Like, I, if, if, if it's, tickle negative, my grundle, if it's, like, if it's, I mean, if it's negative, I'm going to love it anyway, but Shelly 1204, how are we brutal? Let us know. But yeah, so this Florida Democrat, she saw it coming. She sold her shares and literally bought the, the bank that bought it, bought shares. So it just goes to show the nefarious shit that members of Congress do and the inside information. I do like that bill that Matt Gates and AOC are working on. I'm very on. shocked, honestly. I'm People. very shocked, shocked that, what? that she's involved in a bipartisan bill like this. She, like, because again, I'm, I'm not shocked that this is the bill that they're doing a bipartisan because this is something that she talks about all the time. They're going to be doing more. Followed through on things that she's talked about. She only talks about it to make it seem like she cares about these things. Now she's doing a bipartisan bill with someone who she's disgusted by and, and openly talks about how she's disgusted by him. Hold on. Yeah. We, so if this is so Shelly, I, I, if this is the first time you're tuning in, I'm not sure. I've never, I usually remember a lot of names. If this is the first time you tune tuning in and, and I hope it's, it's not your last. Yeah. We were ma- yeah making fun of her, calling her an Ewok. She looks like shit. I'm very unapologetic. I'm very upfront. I'm very unfiltered. I'm very <laughs> uncensored. I don't give a fuck who I offend. I am so glad you're here. I hope you're not easily offended, but if you are, I'm not going to apologize, but welcome I, to the shit show. Welcome to the shit show. I'm glad you're in the chat. We're here every Tuesday and Friday, 8 30 PM Eastern. I hope you're joining us. Pissed Patriot 71 um, in the chat. We had our our friend um, who's been in the last few shows, uh, Peter Waiter, who's not a waiter and is I forgot what the fuck you are, Peter, an engineer or some shit. I forgot what the hell you are. Um, oh yeah, he first time. Well, Shelly, welcome. 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 Rumble is where it's at. You should follow us both on Twitter if you're on Twitter. I'm Alan Jacoby, seventeen seventy six, and James is WPR USA. 17. 17 on Twitter. Where we always like to talk to people in the chat. Uh, Rumble, YouTube sucks. We're thrown off Rumble. Uh, we're thrown off YouTube, both of us. You know what's going and, on to Two Doomed Men now since they've had, had me on the show? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I have no sympathy. I I love the boys over Two Doomed Men. 
But if you're consistently on YouTube and making it, you're not doing anything right. I'm sorry, boys. Well, to be fair, to be fair. There is no fair. It's get off YouTube and go on Rumble. uh, They should be on Rumble. But to be fair. I think they are. I think they are as well. But to be fair, uh, they don't just do politically motivated commentary. Uh, they do a lot of politically motivated commentary, but they Most also it is. they also do a lot of uh, movie reviews and so what? So show what? reviews and do that on YouTube, th- th- things like that. So I will give them that, but they are not going hard enough. Uh, they should be banned off of the YouTubes. They hate us because they ain't us. Uh, they- this patriot, yeah. Oh, so you need more Moabs. I saw your Moab comment in there too. So. I only know you by your name, by your Piss Patriot name. So obviously you've ordered cigars from me. Who, do you know who Piss Patriot 71 is, James? No. Okay. I'm glad you like the cigars. You should go on. So Moabs, you like the Maduros. That's good. I don't know if you've tried the Hellfire. The Hellfire is a little bit of a stronger cigar. It's a smaller Maduro. It's great. It's actually my favorite. And there's a limited there's a limited release on there now called the Sidewinder, which is a smaller mild. Oh, they're they're out. Why didn't you send me no flyer? Because there's really no, they're on the website. They're there. It's a limited release. They're on there. It's just, it's, it's I would have fucking, I've been waiting for the limited release. They're, they're out. They've been out for a little while. They're, uh, they're selling in five packs, only the Sidewinder. It's that's what I was just smoking. Now it's, it's, it's a small cigar. It's five inches by, uh, the gauge, I think, is 52. It's a mild smoke. It's really good. They're selling. I haven't been disappointed, Alan. I have not been disappointed. Make sure when you go to mypatriotcigars.com, you use code WPRUSA, you get 15% off your order. This uh, is true. Definitely take advantage of that. The, um, the Moab. Oh. Aha. Jim Newsom. Moving company, Jim Newsom out of Florida, right? Right? Am I right? Or am I a retard, Jim? I think we spoke on the phone once, too. You found out about the cigars through Roger Stone's show. Yes, the best Florida customer. This guy, Jim Newsom. What is your moving company, Jim, down in Florida? I want to plug your company. You own a moving company, and it's on every order. Just type in the chat what your moving company is. So this guy, Jim, I launched in September. I believe it was... September, September 6th, I want to say, or something like that, whatever the date was, three days later, I get one of the first orders was this moving company down in Florida. And he ordered a sampler pack because he wanted to figure out what he liked. And every month, every month, he consistently, and not, not a small order either, Moab is his cigar, whether he's ordering a few five packs or a box so he's like consistently hundreds of dollars a month he's spending on cigars. Loves the Moabs. I'm well, glad. Save yourself, save, save yourself some money putting code WPRUSA, Mr. Jim. Well, see, he he's on the mailing list, and every once in a while I'll throw good he, – he, he trolls for – Ah, uh, you get the big discounts. And sometimes he'll get the big discounts. Smart move. He, is, he, he, he did learn about – Patriot Cigars from Roger Stone watching the Stone Zone. Oh, yeah, and he's probably using st- the Stone as the six. He, 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 or he'll, he'll use, he'll, he'll get on the special sale because, like, if you want to get on the mailing list, um, just go and sign up on the mailing list because sometimes I'll put 
a, a, a sale out for people that are, you know, consistent and everything. Helping hand moving services out of Florida. So if you ever need to move in the Florida area, although Florida is a big state, I'm sure he doesn't cover the whole state, especially with the amount of money he spends on cigars. He probably can't afford to cover the whole state, but helping hand moving services, Jim Newsom. It's a good business. In Florida. I like your name, Pissed Patriot 71. I like it. I like it. Right, rightfully so. <sighs> so so there's, um, there's another stream going on on uh, Foxhole right now, and the guy's name is Salty Nuts, and he's got instead of nuts is his logo. That's pretty fucking funny. Salty Nuts. I like yeah. that. And I almost want to tune in and just say hi. I like your name. I like your name. Um, you're not salty. <laughs> Or are they vinegary? Do you have days where your nuts are a little vinegary than salty? A little vinegary. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. We got uh, Wonder Woman joining us on Tuesday. Uh, that's going to be a good show. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you know of her. She's been on the show a few times, uh, but she does great coverage of all of the cases. She's there uh, in the in the media room covering a lot of it. She's all over the Internet doing great coverage of of all of the happenings. So I'm excited to go over what's happening with her. Hope yeah. everybody has a good weekend. I'm going to be fucking I got to skillet, Alan. I mean, George McDougal is going to be skilleting it up a skillet. What are you cooking on a skillet? A great a griddle. I got a fucking griddle making pancakes. No, I'm doing fine. I did smash burgers with bacon already. I did what uh, I did Taylor ham, egg and cheeses. I did. And now I'm probably gonna do tacos on there. Tacos. Mm-hmm. Where did you take your girl for uh, for her birthday dinner? Oh, we went out to this uh, place called Herbs and Rice. It was delicious. This place was great. Is it near the strip? Uh. Kind of. It's not on the strip, but it's off strip. It's a great spot. It's a, the, the the locals know a lot about it. It's got tons of great, great reviews. Um, but I had some awesome little neck clams, some galamad, and then uh, you just call it galamad. Yeah, galamad. I'm not. I'm Italian, my friend. You're a fake fucking Italian. You're you're a you fucking fake galamad. It's mozzarella. I order galamad, galamad. Clam fried calamari. Yeah. <laughs> and can I get the can I get the extra ricotta cheese? Put the extra ricotta cheese on. I like the ricotta. The, ricotta. the mozzarella. The mozzarella and the ricotta cheese is in it, right? Yeah, give yeah. me that and the fried calamari. And give me a fucking black coffee. That's what And I then want. uh Yeah, Brandy said do some smoked cream cheese again. That was delicious. See, I told you it's Take fucking- the cream cheese and shove it up your ass. It's disgusting. Cream cheese. Wife- She got a a ribeye and lobster tail, and I got uh, this bolognese homemade pasta. They made the pasta in house with some bolognese. And you didn't get a ribeye. You got pasta in bolognese sauce, and your girl ate a ribeye and lobster. You are really, yeah, absolutely, bro. What do you mean? Italian food is fucking delicious. I love Italian food, but you're sitting there and your girl orders a ribeye and lobster tail and you order pasta. Absolutely. In in marinara sauce. Oh, bolognese. Did your girl grab you by the pussy after the meal? After you had your pasta and bolognese sauce after she ate a steak? I eat steaks at the house, though. That's the thing. Like, when I go out to eat, unless I'm going to a steakhouse specifically to get, like, a nice cut of steak 
when I go out to eat, I'd rather not because that's what I eat. I eat meat at the house all day. Uh, it, it's like that's all I eat. Like if if my girl's sleeping right now, I'm not making tacos. I'm just making ground beef and eggs. It sounds like, to me you're eating meat in the sheets and cock in the street. That's what it sounds yes, like you don't. Yes, uh, lots of uh, gargling meat, gargling, gargling meat all weekend, ladies and gentlemen, all <sighs> weekends. But we'll be back on Tuesday. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Go to uh, mypagecigars.com, code WPRUSA, get some banging ass cigars, and uh, hope everyone enjoys the weekend. And Alan, get fucked as usual. Until you next too. time, guys. <laughs> we'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>